Judy Pilek. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. I've been away for a week. I'm back. I'm the only guy in Chicago that works less than a uh, Union Chicago teacher. <laughs> That's not possible. Um, we uh, we were just talking off the air about how slippery everything is and slick. <sighs> it's like uh, that one cartoon where Mr. Friesmeister came and he just froze everything. It's unbelievable. And and I, I pulled back into my neighborhood yesterday out in uh, out in Batavia at about oh three o'clock. The kids are getting off the school buses. They're falling on the sidewalk. Now, they think it's funny. You and I fall. We're breaking a hip. <laughs> exactly. We're, I'm not laughing. And we're going in the hospital. Yeah, I did fall. I fell on my driveway. Oh. Yeah. It is saying, slick. I've already hired a lawyer. So. Oh, yeah. Melman and the Melman, <laughs> Briskman and Briskman. Who did you get? But you, we were talking. I'm to myself. We were talking about what you do, uh, what you put down, and you were saying you were putting table salt in a pinch yeah i do a pinch of salt yeah um i had salt regular salt but then i I just didn't want to go back to the garage and get it and i just took my container of salt and put it on my concrete now be careful when you do that Mm -hmm. because if you put down too much salt on your concrete it's going to ruin your concrete yeah regular you know just the salt you're supposed to put down yeah that yeah i know i do know that but what are you going to do it it is my entire property and i have a corner house Mm -hmm. So you can imagine how much salt I need. I have such a long sidewalk, um, sidewalk yeah. on both ends. And then the driveway, it just, it was horrid. I had to do it. Um, but I don't know why, Ray, because nobody else did it. Nobody else does. And I'm a walker. And I, you know, I, 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 I was running right up until, well, when I was filling in for you guys, we had nice weather right up until right. Christmas. So I was running outside. I was enjoying it. I still like to, I'm always outside in this weather. But you can't do that when you have sidewalks like this. But if you want, and and any concrete guy, you can call in and and let me know if I'm wrong here. But I think I'm on the money. Nick Gale, you can chime in, too, because you're the smartest guy in the room. But high nitrogen (laughs) count fertilizer. Um, Now, there will be some people that think you're making a bomb. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, how does it smell? It it, it smells like fertilizer, but oh. it's not it's not manure or anything. It's fertilizer you would put on your yard. They use it a lot at uh, on runways and things like that because they don't want to chip that concrete. Mm. But I learned my lesson the hard way. I ruined a sidewalk one time, and it didn't make me happy. It was a lot of money to fix it. Wow. Nick Gale, how are you, man? Sir, doing good. Happy to have you back. How are you? I missed you. Oh, I missed you too, buddy. Woke up at night's... <laughs> Longing for my Nick Gale. You were telling Nick, me. Do you hear that much, or I miss you? <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me. You were telling me when we were texting back and forth. Now I've been up in Wisconsin for a little bit. You people down here a week. Sixteen below zero. You wake up. That's the temperature. Um, you were telling me the guys are riding their uh, their their motocross bikes down the uh, down the river already. Yeah, down the Fox, man. Right down the middle of the river. It was nuts. Hey, man. As long I, as I don't know, it must be thick enough. Hey, as long as you keep going, it's you know, just don't stop. That's right. You know, right. and when you get to the dam, go faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Rambled Ray Stevens in for the Bruce St. James this morning. Judy's here. Nick is here. Looks like we are back in school. I'm pleased to report that the Chicago Teachers Union House of Delegates uh, voted to end their work stoppage. That means teachers will be back in classes tomorrow and all students should return on Wednesday. We know that this has been very difficult for students and families. Our goal throughout this entire process was to both get our students back to in-person learning as quickly as possible 
and prevent work disruptions for the rest of the school year. Switching completely back to remote learning again without a public health reason to do so would have created and amplified the social, emotional, and economic turmoil that far too many of our families are facing. Jesse Sharkey, president of the uh, CTU, says uh, the union's governing body had voted 63% to 37 to end the walkout. What changed? Somebody let me know what changed. Nick, uh, you're the newsman. What I, I changed? Don't, I don't think they were getting paid, were yeah. they? Well, <laughs> well, you know, it, it's amazing because I think that Chicago, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick, um, was the only, the only city that didn't have kids back in school. Yeah, pretty much the major cities, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I... And I, and I hate this because this is just a, a, a microcosm of our city. You know, I'm more worried about kids walking to school and the dangers they face on their way to school, from school, what goes on at some of these schools, as I am, a, you know, to, to the COVID thing. Now, I get it. Teachers don't want to get sick. I get that. But, uh, man, it's cold and flu season. We're going to get sick. Right. I'm over here hacking Judy's like, what's going on over there? <laughs> I didn't say a word. It must have been my look. <laughs> I'm, uh, I have a, I have severe reaction to this road salt they put not severe but it drives me crazy the road salt they use on the roads and to the point where i changed the cabin filter in my car one time a month the the what the cabin filter really there's a filter in your car you have to change well uh, other than the air filter on the motor there's a cabin filter and that's what that's what makes the inside of your car smell pretty where is that it's in most vehicles it's located up and under the dashboard you reach in on the passenger side yeah on the passenger side oh Oh, up and under in the passenger side of my best friend's ride. <laughs> um, yeah, and you take that out. You take that out, and it, it, it really you should change it once a year. They say, but in the in the in the winter, man, I'm changing it all the time. Does every car have that? Newer yeah. ones, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. I actually complained. I took my car in for there was just a stench that was. I thought something was dead in the engine area or something. And and they up. couldn't. But they, no one even looked for the for the filter. Oh, I'm sure they did. You have a newer car? No. It's, it's not like a, is it like a 1972 Impala? No, 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 no. It's a 2006. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have one. You have oh, a cabin okay. filter. Well, I don't remember them even checking that. I can't believe that your car would smell bad. What are you wearing I- this morning? Uh, happy. Oh, that's good. I know. I'm going to get some here. of that for myself. <laughs> oh, I like that. And look, it makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy when people notice it. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. 312-591-8900. John uh, is in Piatone. Hi, John. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, stop using salt in your personal driveways and walkways and throw down what they refer to as torpedo sand, which is high grit sand. You see sand in the tube, things like that. I have never used any salt and you can throw that stuff down in this kind of temperature the salt does nothing you know it, it's the a it, sand the minute the sun hits it it melts down plus the fact you can throw that on the right on the ice like we had over the weekend where it rained and then froze instant grip that stuff down you don't you don't lose any traction yeah you know what i use that on my uh, walk up north uh, for my mom and i used it yesterday because i i come home and the uh, beautiful Bellagina Marie is like, be careful on the driveway. It's slippery. And I said, well, we, we have sand in the garage. I don't want to get it on my shoes. I, and I understand that. And I don't <laughs> necessarily want it in my clean garage either. But again, I don't need to blow out a, a knee or a L5 right. vertebrae or anything like that. Uh, Mike is on the line. Mike is uh, calling this morning from Indiana. Mike, you're on with uh, Judy and Ray. Hi. Hey, what's up, Ray? It's Mike. How are you? How you doing, brother? Good to talk to you, man. 
Hey, man, uh, I was uh, had a comment about the uh, teachers' union. It sounds to me like they uh, caved for more money. Uh, if you listen to the language Mayor Life put in, she said more incentives, but she didn't really provide a definition for those incentives, did she? I think the incentives are this. I think what they're talking about is a metric, and I like that. That's a teacher word, metric. Yeah. We're going to make a metric. We're going <laughs> to mm-hmm. make a cube. We're going to make a metric. I think it was how they want to go forward with their COVID protocols. And right. The, well, me- they, the metric it, was a big deal that they were talking about. It didn't exactly explain everything. Uh, Mike's kind of right there. But what was explained last night is that there would be a contact tracing program put into place, as well as... Um, more incentives to get substitute teachers. I guess that's been an issue as well. Well, nobody wants to work. I mean, hey, but, hey well, right. I can I can come in and teach, uh, you know, shop if they need me. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm free most of the time. Unless Start Bruce the takes off again. first before the oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my son is a substitute teacher in the suburbs. Wow. He he can't not work. He There's so much work available, and they have upped his salary, well, his rate of pay, because he's not full-time. Because there are so many teachers out. So it's not just Chicago where there's a problem with the teachers not being able to teach because they're sick. And and, and I would think that no matter, you know, obviously, you know, we're in, in weird and different times right now. But, you know, and especially at a radio station, this is a big Petri dish. There's a lot of people in here. And this is just full of germs. And we clean it up. And, and I like the new word we use. We deep clean it. Mm, sanitize. <laughs> we deep clean it. Um, but, you know, the craziest thing is, is. Who would ever, you know, we used to be like, man, if you didn't feel good, don't come to work. And if your kids are sick, don't send them to school because the teachers don't want to be there to be your kids' caretakers, you know, uh, the parents and everything else. If your kids are sick, keep them home. Bingo. You, you know? just hit on it. They, But they don't. Yeah. Kids go to school sick all huh. the time. They, they always have. They always will. And if and if, if you don't want to keep them at home, send them back out with a crew that they hang out with before and after school. You know, <laughs> there's, there's more things to worry about in Chicago. I, I, I fear for the for the kids of this town with all the problems we have. And, and I, I do agree that, you know, it's probably better for the kids here if they're if they're in school. Man, Absolutely. When, when I was a kid, I used to love to have snow days and things like that. But Judy, right up into the time where it started to infringe on that summer vacation because if you were going to take me over in my summer vacation Mm. that wasn't good because that was fishing time don't mess with my fishing time (laughs) (laughs) joey d at the helm scratch mixing one of the original house mix five here in chicago used to work at bmx It's Rambled Ray. Judy Pilak is here. It's the Bruce St. James Show. Oh, there's news out of Hallis Hall yesterday. Oh, this was a mess. I've learned over the years to take just about anything that Owen says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again and hope he includes it in his Hall of Fame induction speech. That's the way it is sometimes with Owen. Don't get the whole story. And Owen knows the story is <laughs> that's uh that's george mccaskey basically calling olin Cruz a liar yesterday why huh. you would do that to one of the sure bet hall of famer um you know olin Cruz played and he played hurt for the bears um i guess the relationship they had was very very strained but do you know what this story is judy no i tell me this story is supposedly and i have no reason to doubt olin Cruz. Supposedly, the Bears offered him a consulting fee to come up and teach the offensive line, and they are offensive, how to play. (laughs) Um, 
and and uh, you know just to give them a you know assistant okay. coach, consulting, whatever. You know if they offered them for money, allegedly. Oh fif- right, I did hear that. Fifteen dollars an hour. Come on, That's come on. What, and and he's and he's like, hey, I am telling the the outright truth. Uh, maybe maybe McCaskey doesn't know about that. There's a lot of layers. But this morning, eight uh, twenty, we're going to talk with Dan Jiggets, former All Pro for your Chicago Bears, and get to the bottom of who. Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? What's up with the organization? And who might be able to coach that team? It is a mess. Why do we always have to have a controversy in Chicago? Really? We can't even fire a coach and just move on without some other backstories here. This is that sweet spot where, as a Bear fan, you have optimism. <laughs> and then... Wait, some, wait, wait. We always have optimism. Somewhere in the next couple of days, the Bears are going to ruin that optimism with who they hire. <laughs> That's just a fact. That's just a fact. <sighs> so, Nick, you understand the kind of crazy I deal with on a daily basis. You know, you've, you've mm-hmm. soaked in it before. She's been on the radio a lot. Um, talking about my Bella Gina Marie, my beautiful uh, uh, life partner, my domestic partner. Um, I come home. The love of your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting sketchy on that. <laughs> Ooh. I come home uh, after being away for a week. Because, you know, after I work for three weeks, i got to take some time off. Um, right. And there are traps all over outside my house. Not, I'm, I'm talking have a heart traps. Some traps are not even traps. They're just cages. They're cages with blankets and food. And then there's this this contraption that I, she, I can only imagine she went online onto the Google box and figured out how to make a trap for what she describes as a feral cat huh. that, that she has named Midnight. Okay. It's a beautiful black cat. Now, it, wait, you say a trap or a home? Well, it's a it's a trap because she wants to give it a home. Mm. And and you know, it's it's I told her I go, you know, if if you if you're too overzealous about getting this thing, you know, it's never going to come to you. It's just like you're being overzealous right now and what you have is going to make you leave his house. <laughs> she she's called this cat Midnight. She's named the cat. It's a beautiful cat, but I think it's a feral cat. By the way that it walks. I guess there's a difference in the way that a feral cat or a once domesticated cat will walk. A feral cat will walk like a cat you'd see in the wild. Hmm. Like, don't mess with me? Yeah. Okay. Judy, I really have no idea. I, I really <laughs> walk? I thought you were going to give us more than that. I don't think I can make a distinction based on that. You know, I would say maybe maybe if there's a snake or a mouse hanging out of its mouth. Maybe. <laughs> if it looks mangy, maybe? Yeah, maybe? I mean. Maybe then. How about this? A collar. Collar, no collar. No collar. No collar, and and uh, she started noticing this cat about a month ago, going onto the neighbor's porch, and you never know what's going to make it out of the neighbor's porch. The neighbors at any time the neighbor's porch could collapse in this neighborhood. Ooh, I'm not kidding. Maybe it's the neighbor's cat. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It goes under the porch, and then it sits on the uh, on the sewer grate because the sewer grate is obviously warmer because of the sewer. So I get home, and she's got four traps set up around the house. And one of them is the dog cage that we used to use when our when we were when we were training our puppies with yeah, kennel. you know with blankets and some of these blankets are the ones that I use when I'm in my in, in my deer blankets. hunting stand. But it's for midnight. It's okay. But uh, and there's food in there and maybe a couch and TV or well, how, she's, it, how she's tra- how is she trapping them? That's next. And you know what's okay. going to be on TV? The Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I, of course. I, I swear to God, I thought that was going to end. Judy, I thought for the love oh, wait, of God. What are you crazy? I no. thought the Hallmark Channel was going to end after Christmas. There's always a season of love, right? And then, you know, speaking of, you know, and, and I just, I'm, I'm saddened by this Bob Saget news. 
But Candace Cameron Burr is on every one of those damn Hallmark movies. <laughs> but I digress. So then she says to me, after she's got all these traps set up, I'm going to catch Midnight. I go, well, good luck to you. I'm all for it. Let's. I, I love helping animals. We work with Paws. I know you guys had Sarah on from Paws. You're gleaning my guests again for this show. I understand. <laughs> um, but uh, um, she went over to the neighbor's house because he left his dog out for like an hour the other day when it was what? zero yeah oh no that's just cool oh she her and neighbor lady her and kim they're like the they're like the uh you know gruesome twosome because if you <laughs> yeah you know, and i'm like this is this is the women these are the women you hear about uh being called karen or that you hear about on your or next worse. door app <laughs> you know be careful over there on uh, on uh, so-and-so drive because that's where that gina is she's crazy um but who leaves their dog out and it's like a one of those labradoodles or one of those boutique dogs that I don't necessarily think is set up for this kind of weather. No, no dog is. Yeah. It doesn't. There's no hardy dogs. It doesn't make your dog stronger. Uh, you know. No. You just and, and that's why she's worried about the cat. Yeah. And boy, when that guy leaves it, it, so she goes over there. The guy's got his headset on. He's in a meeting. He forgot he left his dog outside. Oh, 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 oh yeah. He. Nice. She's got sharp elbows. Southside. Southside girl. <laughs> and uh, you so, good for her. So here's the thing. You know, it's cold. You know, when you when you send your kids to school, and, and I am thoroughly convinced that in most cases. After seven or eight years old, people love their animals more than their kids. But you do want to layer up today because it is cold outside. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, and you might fall, so having the layers will break your fall a yeah, little bit There as you well. go. You don't want to hurt that hip. You don't think I don't do that when I go out because I, I was, do. I was, uh, uh, and you can follow me on social media, Ramblin' Ray, for whatever you want. I'm on TikTok now. God save me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. How many the, followers the do you have? The Chinese are spying on me. I'm giving away all the info to the Chinese. The China virus, the China TikTok. I'm not scared. But uh, I put a video out there of a woman walking up north. Um, I was on my way to the Eagle River snowmobile races over the weekend, um, where we had some good finishes, but not what we wanted. Um, 16 below zero, there's a woman walking her dog. It's an Akita. And, uh, and the dog is beautiful. And, and that dog... Can, can handle this weather. Um, and, and this woman is walking a dog. It's 16 below. I pull up next to her. I, I see her all the time. Up there, everybody's friends. I said, how you doing this morning? She didn't have a hat on. I go, where's your hat? Her hair is like frozen. It's all oh, my like, goodness. It's Wisconsin here. It's kind of a you know, <sighs> oh, typical. It's big. It's big. It looks like <laughs> suburban mall hair, you know, things like that. Ooh, ouch. And, and, uh, and I, said, I said, well, where's your hat? She said to me without missing a beat, I'm not going to mess up my hair. And I'm like, that's a hearty woman right there. That is a hardy is woman right true. there. She'll keep it you warm at night. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, for the love of God, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to figure out. Put your dogs out, bring them back in. And, and the, the Ramblin' Ray pro tip here is whenever we're expecting snow, I've got a tarp, a 10 by 14 tarp. I throw it down in the backyard. And then when it snows, before it gets heavy or wet, I peel that tarp back so my dogs then can walk on the grass. Oh, nice. So they're not walking on snow and stuff like that. Oh, because, yeah. Wait a minute. What a happened at midnight? Parent. What happened at midnight? Yeah. Did you did catch, you catch him? the cat? No, we're working on that. Oh, and then what are you going to do when you catch the cat? Well, I think there could be a chance that that cat would have to stay wherever she's going to move to. <laughs> 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 or or I'm sure she'd, she'd like to bring it to Paw Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Because she Just is, to get it out of the cold. Well, yeah, because she's, she's, I mean, she's concerned about it. Yeah. No, should be out there. Is Gina a master trapper now? She got a... You know, she out there setting up the traps. Well, Did you give her some advice? Well, you know, but the way I trap, it's not going to walk away. So I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray, you idiot. You can't put a toe trap out there. What's wrong with you? 
She's got crying. a bear trap out there. She's crying. The cat's hobbling away. Coyotes are <laughs> gathering around. And I told her, you know, we've got these two little dogs, and we're going to share a story later on this morning about a owl that carried off some somebody's dog. Let me tell you, there's dangers out An there for owl. your pets. An owl. But I told her, I said, baby, I go, you understand, when you put food out in front of the house for midnight, I don't even know what this damn cat's name is, but you're attracted yeah, you to the do. coyotes. Yeah, you just called her midnight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, the coyotes. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Coyotes take Sold away my dog. Sure. We're going to have a problem. <laughs> Kingo steals my baby. We're going to have a problem. <laughs> All right, the Ray Stevens stuff. We, we don't need to do that. <laughs> Ray Stevens. I should have picked a different fake last name. <laughs> If you're listening out in West Chicago, you just know me as Ray Stasekel. Okay, there, we'll get to the bottom of it. Or Ramblin' Ray, or Ramundo Sanchez, as Howell likes to call me, or Jimmy the Toucan, whatever my nickname is. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> 312-591-8900. Uh, a lot of text messages, hey, if kids uh, and parents go to school sick, it's because you will lose jobs. If you don't show up, you will be fired. I get that there are some jobs where bosses are like, hey, man, you got to be here. But right now, nobody's working anyway. Nobody's showing up to work anyway. Is there a McDonald's that the the dining room's even open in anymore? Uh, you know what? I haven't been in in years. Yeah. Literally yeah. at least two years. I don't think so. Where but that's at? the thing. It, it's not that they're not showing up either. It's they're telling them not to show up in many cases as well. You know, I I, uh, I am not a McDonald's guy. I'm I'm an eat healthy guy. I don't get many a a, a, a lunch or a dinner through a window. I just don't. Mm-hmm. But my mom loves going to McDonald's, so I I take her to McDonald's the other day. And she uh, she makes her order. And what, did, cr- what does she order? I'm cringing because I'm like, Mom, we can't order like this anymore because people are tired. They're tired of they're tired of serving people. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Blah blah blah. Okay, I want a quarter pounder, but I don't want any onions. I don't want any tomatoes. I need a senior coffee. I need a senior coffee, and I want fries with no salt. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, do we really have to do the senior coffee? Yes. <laughs> you know? Okay. Wait, I was at McDonald's because, of course, my, you know, my family members like to go, not me. But there was an elderly couple in the car next to me because, you know, they have two lanes. And mm-hmm. I was listening. It was it could have been on that commercial because the man says, all right, I would like a Big Mac and an order of fries. And Mabel would like, and he's naming everyone in the car before he, you know, <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Yeah. But I'm sure the person, you know, taking their order was like, you know, like, I care what Mabel wants. But I, 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 you know, there are some places where people go so often, they know the people by name. You know, did you see that yeah. the Portillo's opening up in Joliet that's a drive through only? Really? It's a drive through only. They have three lanes. You know, that's kind of brilliant because yeah. who wants to eat inside? You just want to take your food and go. You want to be able to, because uh, there's nothing more liberating for me than stopping at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, the Portillo's up on Clark, getting a salad, driving home on the Ike. Talking on my phone, salad between my knees, and eating that thing. You are a disaster, <laughs> by the, dude. By the time I get out to to, to Mannheim, <laughs> say what yeah. you want about Chicago. You know, we we have a questionable uh, football team. We have uh, you know questionable prosecution at best. Crime is nuts, um, and we're number one. We are number one as the worst city Woo-hoo! again. What are we number one at? Well, you know, here's the problem: is uh, we 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 fell to number three in 2017, but we've overtaken Baltimore and Washington. Uh, for the most bed bug infestations. Huh. Oh, Windy City, City, known for a lot of things. Uh, this is an Orkin study. 
And I'm sure if, uh, you know, they say, hey, man, by the way, Chicago, your bed bugs are the worst. And by the way, we can eradicate those for you. Here's our name. Call Orkin. Yeah. Um, but do you remember when, uh, it, it, I mean, there's things that make people famous. You know, Bulldog Drummond. When he said, I felt like I was on the folks of a tramp steamer mm-hmm. when he was with the Bears, you know, <laughs> and the Super Bowl celebration. And and there's certain things that make Chicago media types kind of quasi-famous. And uh, one of those guys was Dave Savini when he did the uh, the blue light out on the bed, you know, for the bed bugs and the things that you would see on the comforters yeah. and the bed spreads and things like it's that. It's like he broke the barrier. There, were, yeah. there was, before that, nobody ever put the blue light on. Yeah. You know, I've uh, I've been in some precarious situations with some precarious people in some precarious hotels, motels. There used to be a really nice motel called the Br'er Rabbit out in Villa Park. I don't know if it's still there or not. but uh, Okay, hold on. On Roosevelt? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> and I am so, so excited to talk to you um, during the break as to why you know that motel. But anyway, go on. It's right across the street from Supreme Lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where we get our Briar lobster for rabbit. the holidays. Oh, my goodness. What, you need a rest after you buy some lobster? Well, you know what? I was working construction. I was tired. I needed a mm-hmm. place to crash. Yeah, yeah, I bet you did. Uh, also, uh, we are number one again for the most rats in the city. Rattiest city again. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I have never, I have never. As I was, by the way, killing the rat. I've never had a problem. Rats don't bug me. I mean, they're here. You're gonna, what are you going to do? Well, but the ones in Chicago are really, really, okay, the ones on the river. Have you seen those? River oh, rat? oh, yeah. They're huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind a rat as long as I can overtake it. But... Nick, Nick's a river rat. He lives out there. <laughs> you know, carry grow. Yeah, it's Fox a different river kind. Grove. You yeah. need a lot more yeah. to carry. Yeah. But the Chicago rats. rats carry yeah. guns, so yeah. you really need to be yeah. careful. Nick's, yeah. Nick's rats come down from uh, the broken oar. <laughs> right. Come on down there, all those bikers, all those boaters stopping to the oh. broken oar, floating down. But, uh, yeah, I've never had a problem with bed bugs, although maybe I was just... Yeah, oblivious to it. Uh, me too. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would even know. Are they? Do you have to do something to get rid of them, or do they infest you and you need to? Oh, I, I think if you get you get chewed up, you'll know. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's you know. It, I think the problem is is when when they uh, they they you know bore inside you and then they have their youngin inside what, what? you. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. What is that like a night gallery? You, you might episode. You, you no. might you might be a you just might be a, a what do they call it a, 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 a host a host yeah like a bed bug host. <laughs> But after slipping uh, to number three in uh, 2017, Baltimore and Washington were number one. I would think that Washington would be number one for bugs and pests and infestation and rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, no, Chicago again. That's uh, that's your, uh, your bed okay, bug capital. Okay, so, you know, if you're going to stay in a room anywhere, really, just you got to survey the room, it says, for signs of an infestation. That's what I like to do when I go into my hotel room. Well. Look around for an infestation. You were talking about... Maybe uh, maybe heading out and doing a little uh, doing a little something yeah, with your daughter. Yeah, right? until I heard this story. Well, don't stay at the Brer Rabbit. Stay. Well, at- yeah, I'm going to avoid that at all yeah. costs. Now that I know you've been there. Stay um, at the Quality Inn. <laughs> yeah, Quality Inn. Yeah. I, you know, I like anything yeah. that ends with Inn. I'm good with Quality Inn, Days Inn, Holiday Inn. I'm good with that kind of stuff. I'm not a fancy schmancy kind of guy, but mm. I've never caught bed bugs. Maybe maybe it's something to do with me. We don't want you. <laughs> right. They crawl up because yeah. they want blood, but apparently you're good. I would imagine that, uh, you know, given the, the the fact of the world and the condition we're in now, or can somebody please, I'm here till Friday. Can somebody tell me how to game this system? Because trust me, 
I, I want to know how to do that. I, I mean, I like working here and everything, but at, how do you how do you game the system? Everybody's like, oh yeah, he's been on unemployment for eight years. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. You know, well, I will tell you that person's probably going to go to jail at some point, but. Eight years is quite a long time. There are ways to get some unemployment, though. I would, uh, I would say this after after having to go to an unemployment office for the first time in my life, I, I will, I will piecemeal my life together so I never have to go back to yeah. another one again. Any state office, really? <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. You know, I'll wash cars on the side. You know, and I'll work for uh, for the Bruce St. James as often as often as I can. But man, you want to talk about a, a state a state run office that is an absolute mess? <laughs> go to the unemployment office. And thank God I've only been there once. But uh, the top ten bed bug cities, Baltimore. Well, of course, Chicago, number one, Baltimore, D.C., Detroit, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio. And where were you planning on going over the weekend, Judy? Uh, maybe Lake Geneva. Lake maybe. Geneva, number nine. <laughs> no. Right there. Stop yeah. it. Oh, I like Lake Geneva. I mean, that would be terrible for, like, a resort community if they were listed as among the top ten. Yeah, of, I, don't you think, know? I don't think they would. I mean, there should Chicago, be some liability in there. Chicago, yeah. uh, hello. Yeah. How yeah. many hotels are there in Chicago? Thousands. All you have to do is look around at the people and understand that, yeah, we're going to have rats and we're going to have bugs. Just look at it. Look what we do to each other in this town. <laughs> we are rats and bugs. You know, if you come to Chicago and the worst thing you get is bed bugs, that's a win. <laughs> that is a win right there. I got bit by a rat and I got bed bugs. But, hey, I'm alive. That's a win. It's uh, Ray Stevens, 815. Uh, big news out of uh, Hallis Hall. We'll talk a little Bears uh, coming up next, and we're going to talk with Dan Jiggins this morning at 840. And coming up at 7, why is your heating bill so much? Is that 7 or 630? 7? 640? Okay. We're going to talk about why your heating bill yeah, is Yeah, I got some questions. Doubled. I got some questions for you people, and I don't like the way this is yeah. falling down. <laughs> well, for the, uh, for the first time ever... The uh, Georgia Bulldogs, but not the first time ever, the first time since 1980. Your Georgia Bulldogs are your national champions. I'm just glad it's not Alabama. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the fan bases in both are a little insufferable, so either way, we lost as a nation last night. Unless <laughs> you're in one of those... Uh, a little those, harsh, but okay. Those two schools, but there you go. And one more play for the Georgia defense. Georgia on the mountaintop. Demons be gone, and the drought is over. National champions at long last. Also, uh, some news to cover real quick. And Nick is going to have this in his update coming up. But this is Jesse Sharkey, head of your uh, Chicago Teachers Union. They are back. Kids are going to go back tomorrow. Something at the end of the day that was um, that we felt like it was as much as we could get right now, and it was and it was going to be enough. Okay. Well, there you go. Kids are going back uh, tomorrow. You won't have to be in school until. Uh, the middle of August, three one two five nine one, eighty nine hundred. It's uh, Judy Pilak. It's Ray Stevens in for uh, Bruce St. James, and Bill is in Downers Grove. Hi, Bill. Billy, it's you on WLS. Bill, 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 going once, going twice. Guys, uh, Bill's been on hold there for a while. If he's there, tell him we'll uh, we'll get back to him. Um, your Chicago Bears. Uh, they say we need to do better. Uh, Ted Phillips. How does Ted Phillips still have a gig? Somebody explain that one to me. I mean, we got rid of. Uh, he's a, what's his title? He's a GM. He's the no. He's no. the director. He's the president of operations. Oh, right? president of operations. Yeah. So then you've got, you know, and, and and here is the I think the thing that troubles Bear fans, and I've kind of left the pro game, um, just because all the nonsense that goes on, and and when when you watch a team like the Bears, and I hate to be this way, but 
They've been bad for so long, I've just lost interest. And I'm a Bear fan. You know, maybe that's, you know, once my, my pops passed away, that used to be our thing. We'd watch the Bears, and we'd always, you know, we'd always watch together. We'd go to games together. We'd go to playoff games together back in the 80s. Haven't, you know, done much of that lately. One, because they haven't been in the playoffs. And two, because he's no longer among the living. Mm. And he would have his heart broke. But uh, Ted Phillips saying, we've got to do better. We've got to do better for you, the fans. Well, clearly we weren't happy with the results. So we need to get better. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex, I'll take Wait, I want that job. I'll take obvious Are statements. You, for a thousand. you know, you bring up a good point. And, and, and riddle me this. 312-591-8900. Sometimes I go full Chicago and I say hundred. But it's not hundred, it's hundred. <laughs> How is it that we, we demand excellence out of our football team? You know, we want a winner, right? And if, and if you don't perform, you get canned. But we live in a city that const, constantly messes up, whether it comes to mayors, a state that sends governors to prison. I mean, but we, we never really seem to want to change the way things get done around here. And we both the same people and over and over again. Right? But when it comes to the Bears, my God, we got to make a winner here. We need a winner or I'm not going to watch anymore. And one of the biggest things, two of the biggest but things. It, but uh, Going back to the Bears, I mean, because, you know, we're the windy city for a reason, not because of the actual winds, but because of people being windy when they talk. Yeah, politics. That's what I hear about the Bears, too. Yeah. We're bad. We need to get better. And they yeah. are, they are bad. And, and, and I, you know, and, and they were, they said all the obvious things yesterday. You know, you can't have a, a big losing streak. And they had one in eight, they had one in 1920. And then, of course, this season, the only really good season they had was Nagy's first year when he came out and he was the coach of the year and he took the uh, the Bears, they won the NFC uh, North, and then they lost in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So but, they still lost. But who, you know, but you know to, to look at it that way, you could say that, you know, you could look up in, up North at, at, at the Green Bay Packers and the great A-Ron. You could look at that. But, I mean, that guy has not won a lot of Super Bowls and he's only won a couple NFC North championships. So, you know, great seasons, but really, they—if if you got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you would think you'd have more Super Bowl wins. And I think that was part of his gripe. Okay, so is it not about the Super, the ultimate win, but maybe it's just about the wins? But the but the difference is, is you know, when you if you go to to Lake Geneva this weekend, if you dip your toes into Wisconsin, even into Northern Illinois, where Nick is, mm -hmm. these these Packer fans. Man, they they represent. I cannot believe what they do on game day. Whether well, they're, you're, they're crazy whether, for sure. Whether you're going to a game or not, right? They design their life around that football team. And I get it. There's not a lot of things to do when it's 16 below zero and it's cold in Wisconsin. But you know, you think about the the money lost for the Bears organization in jersey sales and things like that. Because when the team's not doing well and you don't have marquee players, I mean, how many people do you see wearing Justin Fields jerseys? The kid should be a stud. He should be a good player. The Bears should be okay in the coming years, maybe 10, 12 years. <laughs> but my, <laughs> my, question, goodness. my question is... It makes me tired to think about. My question is this. is who, who can take over and coach that team? It's a hard thing to coach you know, kids at this level anymore. And let's face it, to us, they're kids. And... Well, and the season is just so short, right? It just seems to me like... Well, it's longer than it's ever been. There was an extra game this year. It's still short. They only play how many games? 17. 17 games. 17 like, compared games. to baseball or basketball or yeah, whatever. but you it's... take such a beating. You couldn't play more. Right, I, There's right. a lot of guys that didn't... But you, but you see what I mean? It's yeah. for such a short period of time that we invest so much. Yeah, and, and um, I, I just... I, 
They're talking about maybe Leslie Frazier. I like uh, Chico, uh, Ron Rivera, possibly as a coach. Some are talking about Jim Harbaugh. We were talking amongst ourselves this morning. Why would uh, 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 Harbaugh, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, John is his brother, why would Harbaugh leave Michigan to come to this? I know he was here. I get it. You know, but I mean, you were. You, they make a lot of money in oh, college, they, right? Well, they all make a lot of money. And I get it. You know, every, you know, Matt Nagy's a nice guy and he has a family. Don't talk about him getting fired. These guys know it's part of the game. Yeah. You know, it's like radio. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have success, you're going to be gone. Right. You know? Oh, you stink! Yeah. That's... Maybe it was all the signs around town, too, that did it. Yeah, it could be. Fire Nagy. Fire Nagy. I mean, you know, it was just a matter of time, right? No joke. Nope. Well, you made it to a Tuesday, and it is uh, chilly out there, so uh, make sure you dress accordingly, and I know you're smart enough to do that, but we have to say that because that's what we do on the radio. <laughs> it's cold outside. Make sure you layer up and bundle up. <laughs> I was uh, I was on my way back from uh, hanging with Mom up in the uh, north woods of Wisconsin, and there is a uh, a farm and fleet gas station that I stop, I stop at in DeForest, which is right by Madison. And yesterday I paid $2.82 for a gallon wow. of mid-grade, mid-grade, unleaded. So I understand that, you know, taxes play a lot into this. If you're in Illinois, you have to pay for, you know, uh, you have to pay for pensions and things like that. And the governor's a removal of office fee and all of those crazy <laughs> fees that we get put in. And I up, up there, you just paid for gas. Yeah, up, up, I mean, it, it, and I, it just drives me crazy because, you know, there is a difference in a state line. Now, last year, we all knew that uh, we had uh, some cold, cold weather. There was a pipeline freeze in Texas, and supposedly that's what is making your natural gas prices so high this year. And I guess there's some transfer costs and fees put in there. Uh, so don't, don't take my word for it. When you look at your, ele- your electric and your utility bills, and especially your gas bill, you're going to get sticker shock. Yeah, I just got my heating bill. I, it's double. And and that was the double. one. That was the one previous this cold snap. Yeah. Wait. And by the way, it's double what it was this time last year, and I used less energy. See? I, yeah. I, I need answers. Well, here I we need go. answers. That's what we're here for. We're going to talk with our friend uh, Jim Chilson from the uh, Citizens Utility Board. Jim, everybody wants morning, to know. Sir. Hey, well, good morning, buddy. Happy Hi, New Jim. Year. Glad that you're Happy here. Hey, Judy. Good to, good to yeah, see you. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. Everybody wants to know the the question that you have to answer is why. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an easy one, Jim. Why? Well, um, you know, it's kind of a, a perfect storm of bad news for Illinois consumers and their gas bills. Uh, there are really two reasons: is the and you mentioned it, the, and part of this is connected. It's more complicated than just the deep freeze in Texas last year, but uh, gas prices are skyrocketing. Natural gas prices are, you know double or triple what they were, uh, around double or triple what they were last year. But also, I don't want to let the utilities off the hook. Now, utilities don't profit off the supply of gas. They pass those costs on to consumers with no markup. But also, they are on a spending spree. The uh, Illinois utilities like NICOR Gas, People's Gas, and North Shore Gas have been uh, just been doing overly aggressive spending, and that is increasing another part of our bills, the delivery charges. So, it's a double whammy. The the supply prices are going through the roof, and at the same time, these companies are doing some overly aggressive spending, and that's caused, causing our delivery charges to go through the roof. You know, NICOR Gas just received a $240 million rate hike in December. That is the largest gas rate hike in Illinois history. So, so, so now when you say that, that they're going on a, a spending spree and they're spending money, more than, more than you know, the, 
that Cub thinks they should, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Is this infrastructure? Is that what I'm led to believe here? Absolutely. It's, you know, they'll say that, you know, this is infrastructure spending. This is, you know, spending to maintain uh, the gas lines. And everybody agrees. Everybody agrees that the company needs to, uh, you know, to keep their uh, maintain their system. But um, where we disagree is they need to do it in a responsible way, in a way that doesn't bankrupt their customers. And we're facing a heating affordability crisis for far too many customers uh, this winter. And it's partly it's due to those, you know, skyrocketing gas prices, those supply prices. But, you know, the utilities also bear responsibility. This is due to, you know, the uh, the just uh, overly aggressive uh, spending that they've been doing. And again, uh, the, everybody agrees they need to maintain their system. It's how they do it. And the pace of spending has been just ridiculous. I mean, NICOR has increased its delivery rates since 2018. They've gotten three uh, rate hikes, and they've increased their delivery rates by 77%. That's over $500 million. So when you have three out of four years, when you ask for you know record-breaking uh, gas prices, that's going to cause hardship on consumers. And so there's there's two reasons, and uh, you know that's why we opened up this. We have this free online center, CubHelpCenter.com, and that's just to to be a free resource to consumers to give them good information about you know, efficiency tips that they can use to soften the blow. And, you know, if they need energy assistance, is, is it gives them information about energy assistance available and, uh, you know, who to contact. And uh, we just are urging consumers, anybody who's having trouble paying their bills, contact your utility, keep the lines of communication open. The utility will know about energy assistance available. It can also, and you can enter into a better, a more friendly payment plan to pay off that debt this winter. You know, Jim, is it a good idea to do that that payment plan uh, where people pay the same, you know, rate every month, or is it just better to just pay your bill as it comes along? No, that's a really good question, Judy. I think the budget billing plan is what you're talking about, and that that's a good thing uh, for consumers. That you know, that is just a way of managing you know, your costs, unfortunately, in a high-priced winter like <laughs> this, you know, that budget billing amount may will go up, you know, but, um, uh, you know, it'll be adjusted. The utilities will adjust that. But, you know, it's a it's a good way to uh, to manage your costs, but it, it's not going to lower your bill. It's just going to be a different way of, of, you know, trying to keep on top of those costs and keep them more manageable. It but, might help with the um, sticker shock, because when it, I got it, my bill just the other day, yeah. I, I I called. I immediately called NICOR. I was like, "Well, uh, this is yeah. something's wrong." I mean, it was literally double. And and this is the thing, right? And so, um, the budget billing plan is, is a good idea, but it will get adjusted during high price times like this, so it, it will go up. But it is a good way to to manage your cost. But what you just said is what we're getting flooded. I mean, with calls from consumers wondering what the heck is wrong with my gas bill. I talked to a woman the other day who said. You know, this ruined my Christmas. I, I could not. I was spending so much money on my gas bill. Um, it, you know, it took away money that I wanted to buy, you know, gifts for, for family members. I think the prices have been high and the utility spending has been accelerated for, you know, year, months and months. You know, this, this started back in last March. But I think the weather's been mild. And now when the weather's getting cold, we got that blast of cold weather, you know, late last year. And now this year and consumers are starting to take notice and uh yeah this so so we just really um you know tell people you know go to cubhelpcenter.com 
get you know you can get good information about um, that that will be helpful this winter to try to soften the blow of those high bills. And it's this is going to hit you everywhere because you know, it's going to be your gas, and you'll read everywhere you look at what things are going to cost this year as opposed to last. And the average American's household is going to be spending thirty five hundred dollars a year more just because of things like this and that will uh, that will hit you where it hurts uh, the citizens utility board uh jim chilson it's always good to uh, to hear you and have your expertise um do you is there any is there any nefarious behavior here i mean it seems to me that when things double that that they're you know i get that they're spending money but are, are they making us a little too hard you know um the utility the the utilities are not making money off this supply price spike but, um, you know, somebody's making money. Right. It's usually the natural gas producers and marketers that sell the gas to the, to the utilities. And every year when, when, when there's a spike like this, I mean, when you have, we have a fossil fuel like natural gas, you get these cyclical uh, price spikes. This, this, you know, happens every couple of years, and it's very frustrating. But um, we always, you know, are for, you know, federal regulators taking a look at, you know, at, you know if there is any funny business, if there is any price fixing, anything like that. We're always for... Uh, federal regulators taking a look at that level. But, you know, I think on the utility level, while they're not making money off the supply price, like I said before, they are making money off these delivery charge increases and their their aggressive spending. So, you know, right now we've been fighting for years at the state legislature to get rid of there's this special surcharge that is added to bills. It's called the QIP. Anybody in this area can look at their gas bill and see the qualified infrastructure plant surcharge. And that, um, you know, for people's gas customers, originally when a, a law was passed in the General Assembly back in 2013, when they created this quip, they were told, oh, this will only be about $13 a year. For people's gas customers right now, it's about um, $13 a month, which, you know, it's on mm-hmm. track to be about $150 a year. So we're on a, we're on a, a fight at, in Springfield to get rid of that, to eliminate that quip charge again. Nobody's saying they shouldn't maintain their system, but they need to do it responsibly. And what the quick charge, it allows them to circumvent the traditional regulatory process and raise bills more quickly. And that, you know, for years we've been people's gas customers have been saying what they're saying this winter is what the heck's wrong with my gas bill. It's it's going it's going through the roof. And so, um, you know, that's one thing is that, you know, while federal regulators can look at the producers and marketers, we want the General Assembly to get rid of that quip charge. So if anybody is concerned about their gas bills, you know, it's hearing this, they should call up their legislators and say, you know, we're, I'm really concerned about these gas bills. We want to get rid of that quip charge. All good information. Jim Chilson from Cub, we've got to leave it there. Uh, be in touch because I don't see this going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ray and Judy. Have a good Thanks. day. You do the same. Man, I'll tell you what. That, I'm, I'm calling my legislator today and I say, I don't want no more quip. Get rid of the quip. It's a Ray Stevens in for Bruce St. James. Yeah. Bang that right there on your dashboard. Be careful. Keep both hands on the wheel, though. You know, I like to take this time of morning to share with the WLSAM 890 listener this fantastic sunrise. Judy, would you please with me? It is unbelievable. Would you look at that? Really nice. It's like... It's muted today. It's it's weird. Do you ever notice as we uh, take a few more trips around the sun that you, you, you find more enjoyment and things like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might actually get Well, wait, I do get up every day for one. Right. When I don't have to, I would never think of waking up early to see the sunset. Oh, I can't. I, I can't mean, the sunrise, sorry. Yeah. I, I see the sunset all the time. You, you sleep in? On a, you can sleep? Oh, 
Heck yeah. Wow. I'm, a, I'm like a 10 hour a night sleep. Is that right? Yeah. Do you have a Fitbit or anything like that where you can keep track of your sleep no. score? Like, I, I, will, I can tell you. Sleep score? Yeah. Yeah, like my Fitbit tells me what kind of sleep I received last night. Really? And, and when I'm filling in on this shift, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. This show, yeah. This show is killing you guys. You don't know this, but it's killing you. Yeah, no, and I I've done I've done mornings for a, a lot of years in my life. So, But, man, 6 o'clock rolls around. Man, I'm up and I'm rolling. And in the summer, I'm I'm you already on a regular day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, in the, in the summer, if I'm it's... a nine o'clocker. Oh man, I, how do you do that? That's easy. Awesome. I yeah. don't open my eyes. I turn around <laughs> and I continue to sleep. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. Mm, no, you know? I'm not a FOMO. Yeah, I I, I am. I am a FOMO. Hmm, if you if you if you weren't listening, that's with an F. Fear of missing out. <laughs> And I'm on the waiting team on the other thing. Fear of missing out, yes. Because when I meet guys like Nick Gale, I wonder. You know, I I, I like this guy so much. <laughs> you know, maybe I should have tried. You do some, you got a some, thing for Nick? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should have done some things different. Maybe I wouldn't have given away so many houses. And I see Gene, and I'm like, no, I'll stay on this team. I'm, I'm cool right over here. <laughs> Nick, are you watching the sunset with us? Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah, beautiful Sunrise. out there. It's yeah, lovely, sunrise. isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to talk oh, yes. with uh, Jeffrey Schwab. <laughs> He is a senior attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. He was the guy that was uh, helping bring forth this lawsuit with parents of Chicago public school students telling these teachers to, hey, get it back yeah. in gear. Let's Keep get back in the classroom. Open. I think that, uh, you know, I if I were him, I would take credit for getting this done. That's what Obviously, I would do. they were scared with if, legal action. Well, here, it was almost and like. will it continue? It was almost like the Chicago teachers walked out on a strike. And I get that the Omicron variant is there, and we're you know my my only deal is, and I want to talk COVID because I it drives me nuts. But we don't have the McCormick place open as a as a hospital. We're not that worried about it. We were we fired all sorts of nurses and hospital staff that wasn't vaccinated. So if we were that worried about it, we'd have left them there. And the CDC just came out and said, "Well, wait a second. Seventy five percent of the COVID deaths now that have been reported. This is news. This is real. I'm not making this up." People had, you know, serious, sometimes up to four comorbidities. So let's keep this in perspective. Be here, you know, be That's careful. How, but the, that that metric hasn't changed. I mean, it's yeah. always been, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition, you are definitely more at risk of dying. I, I just get it. If you're healthy, of, you're okay, you when know. I, when I go into the bathroom um, and, and it's, you know, there's a, a thing on the wall that says, wash your hands and here's how to do it. I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm in a in a billion and billion dollar building in Chicago in the NBC Tower, and there's a thing on the wall that shows me how to wash my hands. And you know what I do when I see that? I don't wash my hands. Well, that's there specifically for you, Ray, too. <laughs> we were going to uh, talk about... Uh, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself is right. <laughs> you know, it, it really is disgusting the amount of times you will be in a, in a bathroom somewhere and somebody walks out. It really is kind of okay, gross. Hold on. But you know what's great about this building? When you get to the door... I don't know if this is in the boys' bathroom, but it's in the girls' bathroom. When you get to the door, there's a little thing on the wall, and you can take a little tiny piece of paper to open the door so you don't, because you've just washed your hands, and now you're going to put your hand on the door handle. So yeah. you take this little piece of paper, and you use that for the handle. So You, you girls never have it so much better than uh, us. You know what? We like to be clean. Do you have seats in there, too? I mean, like oh, chairs where you can sit thrones. down? We have actual thrones, <laughs> oh. because we're all queens anyway, yeah. You know what, today? We have I, magazines. Today. Today. TVs. Just because I want to see what it's like? I'm going to identify yeah. as a woman. I'm going to go All in there right. and I'm going to... You go in there. I right. Make sure you let me know when so I can start videotaping that. <laughs> <yet. laughs> uh, 
I, I did. I did notice one time when I was at the John the John Hancock Center, and uh, the the men's bathroom went kaput, and we had to go use the women's facility. It had to knock. This was years ago, but man, you had there was couches in there. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was hair lovely. spray. Hair. You know. Okay. It's nice uh, to know how, how the other half lives. Yeah, but how about the when you go to a nice place, whatever <laughs> it is, a nicer building, mm-hmm. a, a hotel, and you walk in? Have you ever? Do, do they do this in the boys' bathroom where they have attendants with things? Oh yeah, no, they have use? that here. Yeah, they have that here. As a matter of fact, uh, um, Dave Fogel from the FM, for a dollar, will give you a shot of Issey and a mint. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> He'll do anything for a dollar. Kids are going back to school tomorrow. Let's talk with Jeffrey Schwab about the lo- the lawsuit that was being brought. Where does it go from here? And will they may have to look at it again? We cover that next here on WLS AM 890. This is 890 WLS AM Chicago. 94.7 WLS FM HD2 Chicago. Cumulus Media Station. Chicago schools poised to resume classes after leaders of the CTU accepted a proposal with the district over COVID-19 safety protocols. News next. First, your weather channel forecast. Very cold for us out here this morning with temperatures in the single digits. Wind chills at times actually below zero as we head through the day today. Winds increasing out of the south-southwest at times gusting up over 20 miles per hour as we head through this afternoon. Lots of sunshine out there. Not as cold this afternoon as we were yesterday. Temperatures expected to reach the low 30s. 28 and windy tonight. Cloudy upper 30s tomorrow. 7 at O'Hare, 9 both at Midway and the Lake. I'm Ken Boone from the Weather Channel, WLSAM 890, with another update in 30 minutes. Well, the full deal still requires approval by the union's full 25,000 members, but students are expected back in class tomorrow with teachers returning today. CPS CEO Pedro Martinez. We are committed to the safety of our students. We're committed to the safety of our staff. We're going to work together. There's some really good things in this agreement. There's some really good things that are going to continue to strengthen and build on the on the procedures and on the safety protocols that we put in place. Expanded testing. Mayor Lori Lightfoot last night. Some will ask who won and who lost. No one wins when our students are out of a place where they can learn the best and where they're safest. After being out of school for four days in a row, I'm sure many students will be excited to get back into the classroom with their teachers and peers and their parents and guardians can now breathe a much-deserved sigh of relief. Issues on the table have been metrics to close schools and expanded COVID-19 testing. The union voted last week to revert to online instruction, told their members not to show up because of this latest COVID-19 surge. Following the end of a disappointing season, the Bears are putting Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace in their rearview mirror. During a Zoom press conference this afternoon, Bears chairman George McCaskey says the team is getting to work right away on replacements. Our search for a general manager and a head coach begins today. It will be thorough, diligent, and exhaustive. It will result in the best possible selections to lead the Bears to success. McCaskey saying ideally the GM will be hired first, but it all depends, so he's keeping options open. The new Bears GM, of course, would report directly to Bears Ownership. Gas prices on the rise out there. ABC's Alex Stone. In the past week, the average price of regular unleaded in the U.S. inching up from 3.28 a gallon to nearly 3.30 a gallon, according to new data from the Energy Department. Almost a buck higher compared to this time last year. The cheapest gas right now is along the Gulf Coast at 2.92 a gallon. The most expensive, as is normally the case, California is at 4.50 a gallon for regular unleaded. Alex Stone, EBC News. Additional details out on the death of Betty White. According to her death certificate, she died from a stroke. 
She already has been cremated, a native of Oak Park. Uh, last night, the Oak Park Village Board made a special proclamation. The Village of Oak Park will forever remember Betty White as a beloved radio and television performer for over 70 years in the entertainment industry. There are plans in Oak Park this weekend to mark what would have been Betty White's 100th birthday. 16 elite universities, including Yale, Columbia, and MIT, are being sued for allegedly colluding to inflate tuition and unfairly limit financial aid awards. The bombshell lawsuit by several former students says the admissions offices are factoring in a student's ability to pay. Eleven of the 16 universities say they have no comment on the lawsuit. Brown told ABC News, based on a preliminary review, the complaint against Brown has no merit, and Brown is prepared to mount a strong effort to make this clear. Caltech says we have confidence in our financial aid practices. Yale says the university's financial policy is 100% compliant with all applicable laws. And MIT says it's reviewing the filing and will respond in court in due time. ABC's Christine Sloan reporting there. The University of Georgia Bulldogs won their first college football national title in four decades last night in Indy. The 40-year wait is over. The Georgia Bulldogs are the national champions in college football with a 33-18 win over the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Bulldogs led to victory by quarterback Stetson Bennett. The tears afterwards, uh, that just hit me. Uh, uh, you know, I hadn't cried in, I don't know, years, but, I mean, that it just came over me. This is the first time in the college football playoff era that the three seed has taken home the national championship. At the college football playoff in Indianapolis, Will Clark, ABC News. WLS News Time 705, out on the roads. This morning, tab on your brakes inbound on the Kennedy between Ohio and Madison. Eisenhower, a little slow inbound between 25th and Displains. Uh, looks like this earlier stalled semi on I-55 has been cleared away now. Next traffic update in about 15 minutes. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. They help millions of people like you take control of their personal information online. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. I'm Nick Gale, 890 WLS News. WLS Traffic is sponsored in part by Cars for Kids. The Bruce St. James Show on 890 WLS. You know, you give me a room like this with a great Judy Pilak and Michael Gray on the other side of the board and this crew, I, I could die a happy man with that. With that sunrise, that's very nice. How about you can live a happy man? And, you know, you, you just don't know. Can you live? Can you? What, what's going to happen this week? Really, live your life. Live like there's no tomorrow, man. Have fun. Somebody just uh, uh, text message said, hey, Ray, did you race this weekend? And I did not. I did not race this weekend in Eagle River, but I was uh, on a crew for the uh, 17X team out of uh, Nina, Wisconsin, and we had a couple podium finishes. A kid uh, named Brett Miller. Are you talking about racing a snowblower? Snow, or snow, snowmobile. Snowmobile, yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry, snowmobile. Yeah, I can race a snowblower, too, like you and me. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Also, big congratulations out to the number 311, Brent That'd be Miller. More my speed. Brent Miller out of Maple Park, Illinois. Man, he went up there. I mean, when, when people from Illinois go up and they own these snowmobile races, and it's something. It's, it's, it's not on snow. It's sheer ice. It's skill. It's tough. It's awesome. And, uh, Two premium racers out of out of Chicagoland. One Are you the, saying Brant Miller like the weather forecast? No, okay. no, Brent. Brent, yeah, no, okay. I, no, Brant. Brant's too old for that, mm. but he would try it because yeah. he's crazy. I don't know if you know him or not. Uh, yeah, Brant Miller is yeah, a, is I had a no nut. problem believing it yeah, that he, he would still be doing it. He, he, 
is crazy. <laughs> I've done a lot of fun things with that guy. But uh, Brent Miller out of uh, Maple Park, Illinois. Gunnar Stern, 220G Money out of West Chicago, uh, will be up there this weekend competing for the World His Championship. His name is Gunnar Stern? Yeah. Cool well, name, huh? He's, he's going to win. Yeah, of course he will. Gunnar? Gunnar. Sven Henderson make an appearance? Uh, Sven Henderson, uh, <laughs> don't know if he's going to be there or not, but if you want, follow Sven Henderson on uh, Facebook. Quite a character, that guy. Sven. Yeah, you'll Love have to it. give him a look, look him up over there on the machine when you get a chance, Judy. All right. Well, I, I guess uh, by uh, listening to uh, the, the most uh, complete newsman in the world, our Nick Gale, that the Chicago uh, uh, teachers returned today. Um, the kids are back in school tomorrow. Uh, there were parents that uh, decided, hey, man, enough is enough is enough. You know, not is it bad enough that the kids aren't in school, they're not learning. There was no setup to be remote learning. Uh, the mental health aspect of it's another thing. Jeffrey Schwab is here, uh, senior attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. Good morning, Jeffrey. Good morning. I would like to think that you're the guy that put the kids back in school. Well, I hope so, but, uh, you know, you never know because nobody will admit it, I guess. What? What is it in your estimate in your estimation that changed? What was it between Jesse Sharkey and the CTU and Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the city of Chicago and the constant bickering that goes on that made these guys we heard late last night there was a productive meeting. What was it that absolutely changed so where we can get these kids back in a learning position? Well, what I'd like to think is that the uh, CTU realized that the parents were supportive of getting the kids back and they realized they didn't have not only did they not have a legal leg to stand on, but they, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't have a moral leg to stand on either. So is the lawsuit done now? You're, you're dropping it? Um, well, we'll have to decide that because uh, this has been at least the third time in a year and a half where CTU has threatened to strike or actually gone on strike illegally. And uh, that needs to stop. Uh, and uh, so we'll be considering whether we want to continue the lawsuit to try to prevent CTU from doing this in the future. So what what is the lawsuit? Like, can you explain to us what it what it's trying to do? Sure. Um, well, the lawsuit alleges that the strike is illegal and that it violates parents' rights. And so we have seven plaintiffs who are CPS parents. Uh, they have uh, kids across uh, the age range in, in, in different schools and CPS. And uh, initially, we were trying to stop the strike. But also, uh, you know, these these parents have been harmed. They got uh, some of them are first responders, uh, and and so getting childcare was difficult for them. Um, obviously, the effect of not going to school on their kids uh, it was significant, as it was for everybody. Um, and so, uh, under the contract and under Illinois law, uh, CTU cannot go on strike when uh, when there's a a, a contract. So um, CTU has uh, has an, gone on this five-day where the students won't be in school for five-day uh, strike, um, and and that was illegal. And, and we have to hold CTU accountable for that. Jeffrey Schwab is here. He's a senior attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. I noticed yesterday in Marionette some folks just got their kids, and they went to school with the teachers that were down there and said, hey, you know what? We're going to be back in session. And they went. There were a lot of people there that thought, wow, this is like a regular day at school. They defied the uh, Chicago's Teachers Union, and they went uh, to, to school. Do you think that that had bearing on any of this at all by saying, you know, when another uh, you know group of teachers and parents and, and a school district stood up and said, you know, we're going to do this. Do you think that had anything to do with this at all? I, I don't know for, for sure, but what I can say is that I, know, I do know that a number of, of teachers uh, were not supportive of the strike and, and showed up for school, and 
Uh, I, I think the overwhelming majority of parents were not supportive of CTU, at least even if they were, even if they understood CTU's concerns about safety, they weren't supportive of CTU unilaterally deciding for the entire district to shut down schools. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see, and 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 I like your question, Judy. You know, do you do you you know? It would seem to me, you know, that that this has been now the kids are going back to school based on the metric, if you will, of what the COVID is going to look like, the COVID, what the numbers are going to look like going forward, and do they have to shut down again? And and that would seem to me that we'd be right back at square one. Right. You almost need to to take care of the question now. And it sounds like Jeffrey, you you kind of are talking about maybe damages. Yeah, uh, that's a possibility, uh, especially if the if the parents, uh, I think, win on the law. I think that that would be uh, obviously a consequence. Damages from the CTU. That's right for for illegally going on strike mm. and damaging the, the parents. <laughs> yeah, well, that might stop them next time, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so that's, good. That's the intention. I mean, you know, it's funny um, when you. When you see what goes on in other big cities and other municipalities and things like that, Chicago really is its own living, growing organism. There's not a lot of towns that run like this. There's not a lot of towns that would defy their contract and just say, you know what, we're going to sit this one out and see what happens. What, did, uh, Jeffrey, what do you suppose? I mean, you're a man of the law. You're a, you're a smart guy. What do you think the end game was here? Um, well, you know, obviously I think for CTU uh, – you know, they're going to take as many opportunities as they can to exert as much power as they can. In this case, uh, they need to, we need to enforce the law. And that was what the lawsuit was about. CPS wasn't enforcing the law against CTU. They could have filed uh, a claim and, uh, and tried to stop CTU from striking because what they did was illegal, but they didn't. That's why we had to intervene. And I think it's important that, uh, you know, that we, we continue with the lawsuit to stop CTU from doing this again in the future. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because that goes back to what Ray was saying. CPS should have filed suit because it was technically an illegal walkout, but they didn't. And that's because that's how this town works. They would rather negotiate, you know, and, and try because, I mean, that's where we are. It's so precarious, these two sides, that you have to be so careful about what you say and do. But there was no way that the city was going to go, you know, do challenges legally, which... Obviously, it's why you guys had to. That's exactly right. Well, it, it is interesting to see, uh, you know, the city at work, how it works. And we have so many you other mean the things. the city that doesn't work? Well, it certainly doesn't anymore. <laughs> and we have so many other things that we, we should be focusing on and worrying about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could see it every every weekend. You can watch the TV news and see what's going on and what's going on up and down on Michigan Avenue. And uh, it would be nice now, if the uh, Chicago Public School would somehow figure out a way other than a safe passage to make sure that our kids are safe when they go to school. I would think that in most instances in the Chicago Public School System, COVID might be the last of a student's worries. I'm just guessing. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Well, uh, Jeffrey, we will certainly be in touch with you. Jeffrey Schwab, senior attorney at the uh, Liberty Justice Center. If, if I fall on the ice today, Jeffrey, are you my guy to call? Uh, not really okay. in my area of law. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Buddy, I appreciate your expertise. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. It's the Bruce St. James Show here on WLS. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still taking in that sunset. So, sunset. I keep calling it a sunset. I know, because you're not yeah, used the, to the sunrise. I'm you're not, used to sunsets. I'm, you know, I, and, and, uh, but I'm usually up this time of day, but it's a joy to be here today. I appreciate your text messages. Getting to feel free and easy. Oh, I love this tune. When I am with you. I'm sorry to do this to you. 
you know? My WLSA and May 90 listeners like, what the hell is Ray doing here? But we just got off on a tangent. And, and you know, Judy, you, you and I have only worked together a couple times. Yeah. And, and I'm going to just tell you, it's not easy for people to, to just get thrown into a room and to do radio. And you were, uh, you were a blast to work with. You're very well, fun and easy. Well, we have chemistry, so that helps. We have and to go it, to chemistry? Yes. Ah, you passed. You did. You, you bet in chemistry and you passed the test. But, you know, we were, we were talking, and in, in, uh, I don't know how we got on the subject of, of uh, death and despair and everything else, but you were telling me, and I find this fascinating, <laughs> that you, you interned your own mother. You buried your mother on a plot with her folks up in... Iron Mountain, Michigan. A lot of rock up there. I hope you had a good sharp shovel and a pick. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we had to wait because she died actually in the winter months. Ooh. We couldn't, they wouldn't even do it. Yeah. But when it became summer, and by the way, I didn't keep her body. She was cremated okay. because that would be weird. And uh, yeah, <laughs> my sister and I took the box up and it's such a small little, I mean, I'm talking tiny cemetery. And we talked to the, you know whatever Funeral cemetery director, yeah yeah curator, well, no. yeah. curator uh-huh. thank you caretaker and he was like yeah you, if you'd like because she had a plot but we were like "Ugh, you know it's just a little box and right. he said well if you want to just put it right between her parents because she's the only child we said oh all right and we and we were looking at each other and i said well can we just do that and he said sure so we went and got some spades and <laughs> a shovel <laughs> my sister and i we did it ourselves it was the you know what it was so personal it was great we took a you know it took a while because you had to dig a little bit deep you know we could actually sell this um guys if you could give this to sales we could call this <laughs> we could call a segment the dearly departed and we could sell it to, to the yours funeral home out in saint charles or whatever oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. ladies and gentlemen it's now time for the dearly departed <laughs> here on wls <laughs> But I just find that I find that fascinating. Then you yeah. were telling me about the home you lived in in Lombard. Right. I had a beautiful, big house. And so when my mom died, I, we just, you know, again, an only child, didn't have much family. And I said again to my sister, listen, why don't we just have a memorial service here? Okay. Now, I will tell you, my neighbor happened to be a pastor. So he came by and did sure. a little prayer. So many people came. I should have anticipated that because really it's about the living, right? Right. But we actually had a parlor. So we had her in the parlor, and then we had the living room. You know what I mean? I, it was an old house, the, the way they used to do it. That yeah, wasn't so... You, and again, people, there wasn't a body there. It was... She was cremated. I had pictures everywhere. Mm-hmm. So many... It was so beautiful. Like, I can't believe we ever go to a funeral home. Why not do it at your house? Why not do it at your house? Do it in the garage. We catered. We could grill. It's, I mean, it was... So it was f- not fun, but it was just a joyous occasion. Anybody ever have a funeral at your at your home? And I, I mean... I mean, I get we it. called it a memorial. Hey, I would, I would be the way I want to. If if I die, when I die, and I know it's going to happen, you know, it, let's it face will, it, we're not leaving right. this. I, that I can assure we're you, we're not leaving this world standing up. <laughs> but I want to be in a in a coffin. I mean, don't burn me up. I don't care. But I want to be. I want to have like a beer tapper, my hand around a beer See? tapper, so all my buddies <laughs> yeah. can come up and they can tap a beer and and have a cocktail, like a you know. You need to you need to tell people that because oh, no, they they can, you can do it. They know yeah, absolutely. When I have my pickup trucks out front, you know, and and I I do like the, the, to say that uh, you you were talking about your house and how you you know you, you you don't live there anymore and things like that, and I didn't have to get rid of mine because of a death. I had to get rid of mine because of a divorce, and it was just as hard. Yeah, but we didn't. My friend lived in Wayne. Beautiful mm, yeah. Wayne, and, and he had a big old Victorian home, and there were actually the parlor for funerals at that home were upstairs. So oh, interesting. you would come down the stairs, and there was actually cut into the walls, which were called coffin corners. So you could 
get the coffin to fit down the stairs. Nick, you ever heard of that? Yeah. 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 I, and, and I mean, uh, it, you know, seems kind of weird, but, you know, hey, man. Yeah, that's how they used yeah. to do it. It's not that, it's not that weird. It you really know, people, isn't. People, okay, maybe burying my mom. All right, I'll give you that. It's a little bit unusual. Well, I, I've, I've told Nick this story. I've said this story before on the air, but my dad is uh, in the uh, Abraham Lincoln Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them is. Some of them is on a lake up in northern Wisconsin, too. But I'm, I'm like, Mom, if you ever see a vision of Dad, is he in one piece? Just, just curious. <laughs> um, but um, I, I made the copper box uh, out of copper that, that he's in right. because I'm, oh, I'm a sheet nice. metal. You know, I'm a sheet metal yeah, guy. So it was it was cool. And, I, uh, you know, it, everybody gets freaked out about death. It's like, we don't have to worry about the dead. We have to worry about the living. living right. Those are the ones that are going to get us. But uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Wow, man, that's cool. If I See, are you looking at me differently now? I like, am. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at you, because I think that's yeah. badass. I know, how to, that's, that's I know cool. how to wield a shovel. Well, no, but... Now, no. did you save that plot then? So are you going up there next, Judy? Who's, I, I don't who's, believe so. No, that will just... And you know, that's a good question, because now yeah. it's... Yeah, I don't know that anyone will go there, but I should probably... Offer it up to the many cousins I have, um, or yeah. second or third or fourth cousins yeah. around oh, the Iron birthday. Mountain. Happy birthday. I've got you a, a yeah. cemetery plot. Hey, I got just what you need. All right. All right. Here's <laughs> and if I, you need help burying, I can do, I can do that, too. Good graduate. This present, is, yeah. I, I'm going to do an old radio trick here. This is what the program director would call turning it out to the listener. <laughs> if you could be. If you could be have your ashes spread anywhere in Chicagoland, where are you getting it done? In, in this town, where would you have your ashes spread in Chicago? Oh, I'd mm. have to do Lake Michigan. Yeah. I would say so, too. The playpen I love out Lake there? Lake Michigan. The playpen, you know, the drag strip? Oh, the playpen, oh, yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> yes. what? Anywhere but the playpen yeah. for me. You know, I might have caught some of the bed bugs over there. Now that <laughs> <laughs> you mention it. We're talking this morning about Chicago again being the number one bed bug town, the number one bed bug de- uh, destination in Chicago. But uh, if you could, if there was one place, where where would it be? You know, it could be the suburbs. Yeah. yeah, I bet a lot of people would pick like Wrigley Field. Oh yeah, not so. Don't waste it at Soldier Field because it might not be there. Nothing happens there, and it might not be yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. It might yeah. not. It'll always be there. It just won't be where the Bears play. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to call it Soldiers Field. Well, Soldiers Field. Um, yep. But my my brother in law's mom, Roe Herman, family grew up in Winfield, Illinois. They were there for years. She's in the Ivy. How do you spell Herman? H e r m a n. Herman. Okay. Just like my the town mom's. In Michigan. My mom's maiden name was Herman, but it's it got an I in it. Oh, okay. Look at that is very interesting. Mm. Look at you. I didn't think we you were that. We just keep getting to know each other. I didn't better, think you were that tough. We? You see, now I would have. You know, I, I would have brought. Up. I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, literally in the city. Not. I didn't grow up in the suburbs like people yeah. say when they say where you're from. They go Chicago. No, I, I grew up in Chicago. Yeah, that's. I get that a lot. You're not from Chicago. You're from the suburbs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do a tractor drive by with Max Armstrong at your funeral at your send off, Ray? <sighs> Max Armstrong is going to die before I do. No, but, no, no, but no, no, is no. he? But is he? Yeah. Because I know Max. And yeah, no, he'll die before me. I'm. A, I mean, look at me. I'm healthy as can be. Watch. <laughs> you watch do me, look pretty good. Watch me, Bob Saget, out next <laughs> <laughs> next next few days. Because that's the thing. Saget was talking last week. He was joking. He was joking about dying from COVID. And oh. and, and I joke about it all the time too. And that I don't want to go from COVID. I want to go, you know, I want to live to be 100 and be shot by a jealous husband. That's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> See that? You thought you. You thought you done got rid of Reynolds Ray at the end of last year, but here I am back. I'll be in here until Friday with Miss Judy. Judy, they call him the Winston Man. Nick is here as well. We've got some text <laughs> messages coming in. Uh, just off of our dearly departed segment, <laughs> which I'm sure sales is getting ready to sell right now. Oh, they've already sold it. 630 texter, put me in Lake Superior. There is an attachment there. You know, I, I open attachments with caution, so I imagine that whatever you sent me is beautiful. 
a bill in Downers Grove, 90 mile an hour on a brick wall on my bike. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> that sounds like there could be a lot of pain involved there. Mm-hmm. You know? And you might not necessarily depart, so no. Don't do Boy, it. Boy, wouldn't that be something? There you are. You're hanging on. And then those first responders that have gotten so good saving lives around here because so many people get shot up every weekend that they save you. Oh, no, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> we can't, sir. Uh, Eric and Arlington Heights, I would have my uh, ashes spread in Pritzker and Lightfoot's front yard. <laughs> Kill all their vegetation and landscaping. Now, speaking of death, Nick, I wanted to ask you this because I know as I... Speaking of death, hey, Nick. <laughs> I want to talk about your, your Winston habit. Um, no, I was, I was talking to Tom yesterday. Tom is the uh, new producer here on the show, and I, I asked him if you had talked yesterday about the ice flow uh, out on the Bay of Green Bay where the ice fishermen uh, had broken loose, and that happens mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, that's not a new thing up there. I know people might no. hear that, and they might go, oh, my God, that's scary. How in the world? It happens a lot. I mean, it's Wisconsin, for the love of God. Throw an ice pick out there, drag them back, they'll be fine. But, <laughs> Nick, I know you're in close proximity to the chain of death, and I know that you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, guys that ride motorcycles up and down your portion of the river um, mm-hmm. last week. Do you do you suspect the ice is good enough out there this week to maybe get out and do some ice fishing and and uh, and I know we've got some more snow on the way. Is there is the ice safe? I mean, I don't see any open water. I haven't walked uh, to the river and, and and done an assessment. Yeah. But what we were saying yesterday, I think four inches is walkable. Yeah. So could be there. Yeah. You know what? And 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 I was t- talking to Judy about this off the air because there's different parts. Obviously, different parts of the world and the country live, and they just do it different. They're already at the point now in northern Wisconsin where they're driving their pickup trucks and their big ice shanties mm-hmm. that are 38 foot tall, uh, are, you know, I mean, 38 foot long on the ice, and they're and they're set up for the year. Um, but there is an, a crazy infatuation with kids, mostly boys, in ice. So you know, and I hate to sound like this because it reminds me of Wally Phillips. You got to be careful, but you, you know, <laughs> your kids, you know, and I, I see this all the time. Kids out on the side of the pond putting their foot in. Well, you know what? Did you? Well, maybe we can go out another step, and and then before you know it, it's cold, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you can you it's can, cracking, and that can. that is even I think what draws kids that when it's thinner, yeah, and they can crack it, and they can crack it, and they can crack it, and they keep going. Well, I, I know that you know. Again, Nick Gale and and, and WLSAM eight ninety for for your edification, the ice has to be two foot thick. Let's just say that, just so we're safe with you know lawsuits. We don't want Jeffrey Schwab. And I would say, don't ever, don't ever drive your uh, your pickup truck as you just uh, really people drive their truck. Oh yeah, out of course. No. Judy Wingsley. No, I got I to no, tell you. No, no. I got to tell you. I know that that kind of scares you, but uh, you know, I mean, sometimes the ice is so thick. What what ice fishermen have to do is they have to take their ice auger. Um, and they have to put an extension on it because the ice is thicker oh, yeah. than 36 inches. You know, but, uh, you know, you get away from Chicago. I'm telling you, friends, you go to Wisconsin. Go to Indiana. Go to Missouri. Just go and get away a little bit, and you'll find it's, out that... It's a different world. Well, it the is. people are still living, and, I, and that's important. That's important. Somebody has a text message here. They say, Ray, what, what do you think on all these mandates? And I'm like, don't get me going. We're having such a fun day. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm just the filling guy. I'm the rental guy. Um but I do have an issue with that at, at home. Uh, Gina, who is not vaxxed, um, is being told that she needs to get vaccinated. She's 100% work from home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going through. Oof. Yeah. Um, 312-591-8900. Uh, 
Um, Lyle Mark. Hi, Ramundo Sanchez. Good to hear your voice. Hello, my friend. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Man has climbed on top of an electrical tower in southwest Charlotte. Charlotte Fire Department emergency personnel responded to calls regarding an individual that was stuck atop an electric uh, an electrical transmission tower Sunday afternoon near West Woodland Road and Wallingford Street. 11,000 customers were without power at the uh, south end of the Wesley Heights community. They were on the police to assist and get this man down. Was they, he the cause of that power outage? Yeah, well, <laughs> he climbed up there and he got by six or seven live wires. Huh. And they had to shut the power down to get him down. And uh, oh, it, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. There's you better some... not have lived in that neighborhood because... Well, uh-uh. well, he had uh, he had been overserved at the uh, local mm. bar. Now, if you call the Brisbane and Brisbane <laughs> brothers, you know they might say, you know what, it's not his fault. It's the bar's fault. It's right. Bush Light's fault. It's Jack Daniels' <laughs> fault. It's not his fault. It's got to be somebody else's fault. fault. Right. This guy climbed up there. They had to shut the power off. He was drunk. How does he not get electrocuted? <laughs> it's like the drunk driver who, you know, kills five people, but he's fine. Well, you know, that that's it always seems to happen that way. It's weird. But, but here, you know, the only people that were affected were a couple of people trying to, you know, microwave some uh, hot dogs and, and, and reheat their uh, their dinner from last night. That happened in Charlotte. You know, I, I have stories uh, of my childhood of, of our neighborhood kids. I feel like you're defending him, so this is no, going to be good. No, 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 no. What did you, know, you climb as a child? Me? What didn't I climb? We climbed the Wheaton Water Tower. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the big one over by what? the fairgrounds. Yeah. Yeah, that was. We had to do uh, some. So, we had to do some community service after that. Yeah, it's, it's a ladder all the way up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. How do you even climb that? Why well, you have you to shouldn't... get a ladder to the ladder? Oh, you get a ladder to the ladder. Yeah. And it was one of those. You know, we were we were dumb kids. We did. Yeah. We did a lot of crazy things. We we weaved a tapestry of hurt that to this day hangs in infamy over Winfield in <laughs> West Chicago. What'd you do once you got up there? You know what? The, Scream. The, the worst thing about it, and it it was everybody's like, you go up there. They said this is this isn't how my friends talk, but this is how I remember. I was say them. it's Winfield and Wheaton. Okay, yeah, they don't is, talk like that. This is how I remember them. <laughs> you get up there and you can see the curvature of the earth. I'm like, yeah, well, we did it at night. We did it at night, and we got up there, and oh my God, that light, that flashing red light, <laughs> that was that's something I didn't plan on. Ooh. And then when we came down, we were immediately handcuffed, and as we should have been. Well, who, who who turned you in? I don't know, but I, I yeah, you got to imagine. Time, I mean, well, there's a school right there. I forget the name of it. I don't know if it's Weesbrook School, but there's a school it's right probably there. Probably your mom or dad. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, my mom and dad were not happy with me. That was just mm. one of the times. I mean, I've been a disappointment most of my life, and, and, and I, I will continue to be, but they were not very happy with Did me. the police escort you home? No. They escorted us to jail. Oh. And, which oh. wasn't far away. It's right there. In there. The <laughs> that was one of the first and last times I ever got in trouble. That was stupid. Oh, you know, yeah. So kids, well, it was just, yeah, so yeah, dangerous, yeah, right? But, uh, you know, don't climb electrical towers, but. I wonder if he was trying to scrap them wires. You know, oh, he's a little extra money. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get that tower light. I wanted that tower light. You right. know how you see the old radio tower lights you can collect sometimes? You know, you're a radio yeah. guy. That stuff's important I, I, to you. Did anyone ask him what, what was he searching for? What was he going up there for? Did he was he just drunk. Better? He said, hold oh, my beer and watch this. It oh, all right. Oh, I, I thought name maybe names. he said, I'm going home. Yeah. And Pat Hennessy, he... Ed Kling, I, Kirk Schmidt. <laughs> we were all there. Yeah, and they still work in this area. Mm. You know? 
I don't know that I ever did anything that stupid that uh, the police were called and I was taken That's because you're station. smart. Women are yeah. smarter. Yeah. That's why you live longer. And I'm not yeah. saying I didn't, yeah. but I didn't get caught yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. This, this would have been a good one not to get caught from. Yeah. I tell you what, I never did it again. Yeah, well, I hope not. Yeah. But the next feat is going to be Nick Gale and I. And I think Bruce should come along on this as well. Yeah. Norgie Ski Jump. Oof. Good luck I said this. Did you talk about this? Did you give this to Judy, Nick? No. Oh, my God. No, What's wrong yet. with you? I set, I set you guys up with two brilliant plans. you got to follow through. I know. <laughs> I know. The big question is, is are we going to do skis or a toboggan or just like a garbage can lid? Oh How do you want to handle God. this? Garbage can lid. Garbage can lid. Yeah, okay. Works for is me. It, is it like straight? Is it one of those... Oh no! There's going to be some. There's going to be hips and knees busted here. Hip, oh, right. all right. Yeah. Well, I will. I but will. But you know what we're doing it for? Be happy to videotape we're doing it for that. The, we're doing it for the the betterment of WLSAM eight ninety. Yeah, you are. You right yeah, now. you three knuckleheads are. I'm surprised Hockberg hasn't called in. It's my text line. I can use it. <laughs> it still really disturbs me that one. He's got a regular show in Chicago and he has more radio endorsements than me. My goodness. <laughs> going on it's monroe school you're talking about ray it's my old stomping grounds love you ray i appreciate it thank you for the uh for the text and by the way when you do text in if you throw your name in there i would love it so i could say hey to you um fonzie here you go fonzie says do the jump now we're going back to the nergy ski jump uh, do the jump on an old truck hood all three of y'all can fit on it Genius. <laughs> okay yeah i'm all for that one oh uh. 708-217-TEXTER, thank you. Appreciate that. I'm not going to read that. Ray, your Wheaton water tower story, I love it. <laughs> There's another one here. The highlight of my career was, uh, or the highlight of uh, my growing up in, in that area was stealing the Taco Bell off the Taco Bell. Yeah, they don't, that, that's probably why. Uh, that's probably why they don't have it anymore. And I see a, a couple mentions here of some names. That, I'm sorry I left Pat Cullerton off that list. I'll give Pat Cullerton a mention for some of the crazy kids I grew up with. His brother, you might know, John Cullerton. John Cullerton, yeah. 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 We would have him on when John and I were doing mornings, and I would say hi to him, and he'd be like, please don't tell any stories. Please don't tell any stories. <laughs> Where I'm like, every oh. all, you texters, please tell stories. If you, know, <laughs> if you personally know Ray, I would like to hear them. Oh, they're out there. They're out there. Holidays, sunshine, and sleep have topped the poll of 30 things we don't get a list, or we don't get enough of. I'll give you the list here in a second. Are you a New Year's resolution type of a person or you just try to live your best life all the time you seem like a a, a good spirit to me that you know you you, you probably got it on on key I, most of the time you know what i usually make a resolution mm -hmm. um this year i thought i was we were reading some articles that said don't just do one thing do kind of like more of a concept yeah which i thought was good so i'm going to i'm going to um live my dreams there you are i'm gonna start to do that where i am always thinking about what i'd love to do i'm like do you know what I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, cause it's crazy because we So I might be gone next week and, you know, and forever, but. <laughs> you get as much vacation as Bruce. How's this work? Can we talk about that? When I take my vacation, my dream vacation, uh -huh. it's going to be forever. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> when I say you're not going to see me, I mean here at work. Okay. Yeah, All so. right. Well, let me just tell you, you know, from a guy that's sitting on the sidelines, I've, I've, I've kind of like to go back to work because I'm doing everything I need to do. You know, people are getting tired of me being around. Yeah. Well, you know? there you go. That's your dream. To sit uh. in that chair. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a dream. Maybe TV. I yeah, think I think TV a... would be a, a bigger dream. You know? TV? Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Well, you definitely have of, the face for TV. I do. Well, thank you. 
You were so nice. Yeah. Winnie Snyder never says that. Well. Oh, she does. <laughs> she does. She loves me. I love Winnie. She's too. more honest, but I I'm a good the other liar. Day. I called Snyder the other day, and she's she's like, "How you doing, Ray? Ray, happy Happy New Year!" And then she's yelling at her dog Kona, "Stop eating that poop!" I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it is a nut house over there. Oh, always. I you know what? I talked to Wendy a couple weeks ago, two hours. Uh, we sometimes talk, and I have on my little slippers, you know, the, the phone in my hand, and my feet kicked up on the bed with my furry slippers yeah. on. Things that you should get more of is you should get more sleep. You should plan on uh, saving more money. Get more confidence. In your life. Huh, where do you get that exactly? Well, I feel like you have confidence. Oh, yeah, I'm very confident. You know, and... and um, I, it, just, I, it just sounded like you could go buy that at the Walmart. Yeah, I think it's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, um, before we left for, for Christmas break, I uh, gave Miranda a little necklace that says, you are worthy. Because I, I, she's a young woman, and man, I hate what we do to society to young women. It's just, you know, there's too much, there's yeah. too much expectations, there's... You know, you got to fit in somebody's niche. Don't do that. Do do your thing. Mm-hmm. Live your life and 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 be who you are. You know, did you see the picture that Lizzo posted? Um, Lizzo, the singer, posted on uh, social media. She uh, everybody's talking about weight gain or weight loss this time of year because let's face it, man, everybody put on oh, weight during gosh, COVID. Yeah. But she she put uh, I'm putting weight on for uh, for the new year and I look good <laughs> AF. And and people, it's cool because people support her and yeah. and you know. I'm a I'm a workout freak, but I don't you know everybody's got to do their own thing. That's why I get crazy with everybody telling me what to do now, and and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, no, we all need to do our own thing. Yeah, Let's do and our I own actually thing. I think during COVID those parameters got a little looser, which I love. I mean, we're all a little overweight, right? We're all we don't have to look a certain way anymore. I think things got a little fuzzy, and I like it back to the basics. It means as long as you feel good, you know, because I've got a I've got a you know, I've got to run on a certain plan or, I, you know, like I just spent a week with mom and I, when my vision starts getting blurry, I know it's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what you need and you don't get enough of. You need sunshine. Oh, you need holidays. Yes, yes. You need sleep. I get enough sleep. Exercise. Mm, money. Overrated. Money's good. Money's good. Yeah. It's always good to have money, especially if you don't have to work too hard for it. Going out with friends. Always. That is something that women do so much better than guys. Is is they've, they've got a well, they've yeah. got a circle of of you know they've got a posse. They've got yeah, a, but they've it's got a tribe. it's work. Yeah. You guys don't think it's not work. You have to. I get what you mean because when you're a couple, it's usually the girl who's making the plans, keeping the plans, telling you what to wear for the plans. So yeah, it's not like it just happens. But, but, but... A, you know, we're going to talk with John, Doctor John Duffy, about kids' school, being out of school, mental health, mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, one of the things I think that women do better than guys is you support each other. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it absolutely. Got, you know, and I do have a group of friends that, that you know, I, I'll tell them, hey, man, you know, if live for today, it's later than you think. If your life's not right, fix it. You know, you do what you got to do. But, man, you guys do that a lot better we, than we do. Uh, fresh air, laughter, happiness, me time. You get a lot of me time? <sighs> I don't get enough me yeah. time. I came home after being away from Gina for a week and I thought, you know, she'd miss me. She didn't. Did you miss? Did you miss her? Absolutely. Mm. Almost as much. Well, as she I had missed, midnight to keep her company. Almost as much as I missed Nick. <laughs> well, if you fell asleep last night, this is what you missed: the Georgia Bulldogs, your national champions. And one more play for the Georgia defense. Georgia on the mountaintop. Demons be gone, and the drought is over. National champions at long last. Oh, there you go. I uh, I watched a little bit of that, and then boom, I was out like a Roll light. Roll dogs.
Then I was up again at midnight. I felt like I didn't get any sleep, but that Stetson Bennett, he's your MVP. He's the quarterback for Georgia. Uh, that is a cool name, Stetson. Oh, yeah, that's an Stetson. awesome name. You know, Cole, Gunner, Shotgun. I like names like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, uh, and, and I don't know what this says about me, but that quarterback for the Crimson Tide, that number nine, uh, very, very nice eyebrows. Maybe could use a little bit of a tri- uh, trim, but very, very, very lovely. A couple text messages here. <laughs> Hey, guys, going back to your Dearly Departed segment. See? It's a segment. It's a segment. Yeah. Uh, you called that one. I drove my cremated Ann around for four months, seatbelt uh, in the back of my forerunner, <laughs> before she could be in turn next to her husband. That's uh, Barb. That's Barb. That's wow. uh, Barb from Crown Point, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Travis in Riverside. Guys aren't allowed to have friends. The assumption is we're always up to no good. Yeah, that's Boy, about right. That is the truth, too, right there, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, and there's that. Water Tower Ray laughing about it. That's what I mean. <laughs> Great to wake up to Ramblin' Ray and Winston Man again. <laughs> Where did that happen? Do you smoke Winstons or Camels? Uh, the camels, but, you know, yeah. the Winstons work, too. I like Winston Man. And then somebody text messaged a picture of an ice strainer, and it said, here you go, Nick. It's a ice strainer with a, uh, a giraffe. Looks like uh, old Jeffrey Giraffe from the Toys R Us. But it's on the ice trainer there in the ice fishing shack. So yeah. people are out having some fun. So three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred for whatever you need this morning. It's Ray. It's Judy. And I like this uh, next guest. I, I first got to meet him through the aforementioned Wendy that we were talking about earlier. His name is Dr. John Duffy. And uh, John is all things mental health. And we were going to talk, John, and we are, about kids, school, kids out of school, kids wearing masks, mandates, and the effect that it's having on our children. Now, kids are supposedly back in class tomorrow. That could also change if the metrics of COVID go up again. But let me just ask you, Dr. John Duffy, returning guest on WLSA Made 90, um, who's handling this better, kids or adults? That's a great, great question, Ray. Um, The truth of the matter is that in the end, kids are handling this better. I mean, kids are kind of going with the flow in a way, they're kind of very used to this. They anticipated it, like maybe even better than some of the the adults or the parents, even the schools and administrators did. They're, they've been at this for a couple of years. And so the idea of not being in school, the idea of something hybrid, virtual, or in school, they're kind of like pretty easy going about it, all else being equal. Oddly, um, I'm working with more kids who are anxious to get back in the school but a lot of the parents are very worried, um, and, and I get it. It's, it's tough to be a parent through all this, right? We don't have any template for it, but they're worried about, like, is my kid going to fall behind, you know, it, either academically or socially or emotionally? How is this going to work out? And so I'm seeing a lot of anxiety in parents this time around. <laughs> We've got several semesters to look at that we, that we can compare to. Um, and the kids are a little more accepting of it. I think they expected it this time. Is that because of COVID? Because, uh, you know, during my life, I've always heard, keep the kids as stable as possible. You know, things stable in their life. But it sounds like you're saying, you know, they can handle the disruption better than adults. Yeah, you know, they, they can, although there's no doubt, Judy, that, that kids function best. When they're in school, this is, this is the vast majority of kids. There's a small subset that's different. But by and large, our kids function best when they're in school with all that structure of the day for their development in every way, academically, socially, emotionally, across the board. So are they adaptive? Yeah, kids can adapt pretty well. Um, but 
the, the move from inertia, from being in your bed, you know, doing classes or not doing anything to getting into the classroom and actually engaging, that's tough. That's a big move to make. So I can anticipate that by the end of the week, we're going to be seeing some pretty exhausted kids if they are, in fact, back in classrooms tomorrow. Let me, let me ask you this, because as I'm sitting here and listening to you talk, you bring up a lot of things. And, of course, I go back to my childhood, and, and I remember the anxiety. You know, we didn't talk about it then because it wasn't diagnosed, and you just went to school, and if, if Sam Michaels was going was to hit you over the head with a file in shop class, well, he was going to do that. And, uh, and you know, it was stand up to the bully, and there was all of that. That was always there. And I think it's it's probably better today, although still probably there in certain instances, but you mentioned kids need to get up. They need to have motion. You know, we know that motion gets emotion. Can you say the same thing? And I don't want to get off topic of kids here, but can you say the same thing from adults working from home? Do you think there might be something that they're missing out on as well? Oh, 100%, Ray. Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, um, just like kids are like, you know, doing classes oftentimes in bed like I'll be working with kids uh, in my practice and they are in bed literally horizontal and I think way too many adults are home way too much of the time I don't think it's altogether healthy I don't I think maybe some you know mix of going into the office or wherever it is that you go to work and being at home is might be an adjustment that COVID has allowed for us might be one you know very slim upside to what's been a lot of downside. But yeah, a lot of us adults are not moving and we need to be moving. We need to get back to something that feels a little more progressive and moving and normal um, for ourselves. Our own bodies are anxious as well, just like our kids. Well, then I, I fear we may be in for something bad because a lot of people and a lot of people I talk to who, you know, personally, who I know, they don't ever want to go back to work <laughs> in an office. There's, they want to stay home. And I think that's going to be the, the new norm, right? People working from home. So Blue what, all the people that have quit their jobs. Right. I mean, what should they do to, to if they're not going to get up and get dressed and go to the office? What should the, what's the very least they should do? At the very least, they've got to move every day, Judy, and they've got to connect with people. So what we're doing, unfortunately, is we're connecting more and more through the screen, right, which I get, right, FaceTime, Skype, uh, Zoom. This this is all, like, kind of been a godsend through this bizarre couple of years. But in the end, you've got to, uh, as safely as you can, sit down and actually talk to actual human beings. Being in the space with a person is way different than, than doing the Zoom call with people. So, you know, if we are all in the end um, in our houses and we are just talking to people like we're talking now, you know, that's not going to be healthy for us. At some point, we have to be with people. We're, we're made for that. That, that. that connectedness is what keeps us emotionally healthy. Dr. John Duffy visiting with uh, the Bruce St. James Show. It's Ray and Judy. Uh, Doctor, you know, when I'm in small-town America and you get away from the influence of these big, I'm going to say it, they're liberal cities, and and I don't mean to drag politics into this, but um, you get into small-town USA, whether it's in farm country, whether it's in Indiana, Missouri, Arkansas, kids are going to school. Many instances, they're not wearing masks. Um, a lot of people have zoomed town into these smaller areas because they've left the city. Do you think that somewhere in this world that there's a comeback and maybe small town living, maybe a better way to go for our mental uh, uh, physique? 
I was reading about that um, th- this weekend, Ray, and every once in a while I work with somebody who talks about doing that very thing that, you know, like somehow the politics of the cities are getting in the way in some, in some ways of our kids um, having what feels like a normal life, you know? And so a lot of people that I'm working with are keeping kind of a side eye look at the, you know, at rural areas or the far out suburbs to see like, What's happening out there? Is the COVID rate going up for kids or is it staying steady? Is this a move we ought to make? So I think people are considering that. And, um, you know, uh, in some cities more than others, we're seeing in New York, like people are leaving in droves. And part of that is families who are not thrilled with the way things are going, you know, in the city for their kids emotionally. 112,000 people left the state of Illinois last year. Dr. John Duffy, before we let you go, what is one thing we can all do to be more mentally fit today. Something that we can all partake in, whether you're 880 or crazy, what can we do? Wait, I wrote it down. He already said it. Talk to an actual human being. Oh, we're doing that right now. Man, I love that. I love that line. Yeah, you got to be involved. Yes. Talk to a human being and move. If you do those two things, you are going to feel better today, for sure. I love it. Buddy, it's always good to talk to you. Thank uh, you. Do me a favor. Uh, take a Miller Light can and throw it at your neighbor's house. <laughs> I will do that. He lives right behind our friend Wendy Snyder. So, buddy, we appreciate you, man. Have a great day. You too. All right. See that? We're talking okay. to each other. This yeah. Is, could you feel Talk better? Talk to an actual yeah. human being. Michael, I love you. Hope you're mentally stable in there. I love you you're more. Not, I, I love you more, Michael. <laughs> All right, the Bears are in the uh, news front and center. Big news yesterday. Let's talk with uh, one of my favorite guys in the whole world. He's just a... a, a, a I seldom use the term lovely when I'm talking about another man, but he is a lovely man. Dan Jiggets, next on WLS AM 890. Right now to the Update Center we go in. Listeners call him Camel Man or Winston Man. Mm-hmm. Whatever your brand, here's Nick Campbell. Yeah. Ah, there they are, the monsters of the midway, your Chicago Bears. Missing the playoffs once again. I'm Chuck Copy. <laughs> he was I, would have, a, I would have pegged you for Swirsky. <laughs> he was drafted in 1976. He went uh, around. Let me see here. Let me make sure I get this right. He was drafted in the sixth round. He was the 161st draft. He was the 161st pick. And look at the life that this guy made for himself because he's a hard worker and he's smart. How many guys go to Harvard and play football? Are you kidding me? He should be running this organization. Ladies and gentlemen, the new coach of your Chicago Bears, Dan Jiggets. Nice. Congratulations on the job, coach. Yeah, thanks very much. Appreciate it. You know what I say? Why not? Uh, Right? Well, you know, because I'm not qualified to be the head coach of the Bears, that's probably why. But we haven't had that in years. (laughs) Take it easy now. Yeah, take it easy. Dan Jiggets is here. Good old number 62 for the beloved. Dan, um, you know, we look at the candidates, and it seems to me, you know, the, the word being bandied about is diversity. Yep. Um, so Leslie Frazier, former Bear, is there. Uh, mm-hmm. Chico, Ron Rivera, is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Singletary is there. But when you mention these three guys, I think of hard-nosed, hard-working, old-school coaches. Can a coach like that come in and work with today's, I mean, I hate to say it, but this is a prima donna player nowadays. And Can, can that mentality mesh? Oh, there's no question they can mesh. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh is the same thing. You know, Jim's a pretty hard-nosed guy. Uh, Jeff Fisher was pretty much that way when he was a head coach in the NFL. You know, we're talking about a lot of former Bears that, you know, were head coaches or are head coaches in, in the NFL. It's pretty interesting. None of them ever, I don't think, interviewed here uh, through all of that time. But 
uh, yeah, you know, you can have that same kind of approach and mentality. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, probably one of the best examples of it right now is somebody like Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, 15 years, he's never had a losing season uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl victories. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that straightforward approach can work. It's all about, number one, the head coach's approach to it, but number two, his assistants and, and how they also address the players. But players want to be led. I think that's the most important thing that, you know, you can remember uh, if you're talking about being a, a head coach and, you know, your assistant coaches in general. They, they want to be able to, you know, to say, yeah, I got better today, and, and you have to help them get better every day. And that should be the focus of, you know, uh, your coaching search is can you find that person who, along with his assistants, again, because there's only one head coach, the rest of the guys do all the dirty work, really, in dealing with players day in and day out and developing players, uh, you know, from the standpoint of who you draft and all the rest of that. So, uh, you know, that's the most important thing is to get the staff right uh, and get the head coaching position squared away. And, and that's what I hope that they do um, with this situation. I know, uh, you know, it was the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and thinking and looking for a different result, and it's not going to happen. Uh, one of the good things that I think that they did was uh, consult with Bill Polian. I had the good fortune to work with Bill uh, along with Marv Levy and uh, the late John Butler and another guy named Charlie Army who ended up um, uh, as uh, the assistant general manager of the Rams back in the day. Uh, but we were all together with the Blitz here in Chicago. And, and I know Bill Polian knows football and he knows the personnel of football. So, uh, you know, I was glad to see that. And I was hoping that they would also include uh, Marv Levy in those conversations. Yeah, Marv's like, you know, 90 years old now. Marv's sharp as a whip. <laughs> He's sharper than I ever, have ever been. So, you know, I, was, I would hope that they would have gotten – you know, an opportunity to sit down with him as well because he's living back here in his hometown. So, Dan, do you think a coach needs to have played football in order to be a good coach? Uh, no, uh, you know, I, I don't think you have to have played on, on the professional level, but I think it's extremely uh, helpful if you played on some level, uh, you know, be that, you know, college or, you know, even if you were in the CFL. Uh, it, it helps to play the game. There's no question about that. What do you think about the press conference yesterday? Uh, you know, I know it's a Zoom conference. I know without people being in front of you, you may get a little bit loose with your words. What in the heck was McCaskey doing getting into a tete-a-tete with, uh, with Olin Krutz, one of the beloved, one of the, the, the toughest guys to ever play the game, a uh, certain Hall of Famer? Why? I mean, I, mean it's, I know it's word for word here, and who do we believe? But I mean, I, I got to stay with Olin on this. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I don't want to get distracted by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, you know what I, I've known Olin for quite some time. No, Olin is one of those guys that's very direct. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks, and there's not going to be too much, you know, in between a gray area. Yeah, and uh, and and he's usually right. So uh, I, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, probably he did ask them, you know, if he could help. Why? Because that's what, you know, guys who play for this team want to do. And, and I think that the, the biggest part of that should have been, you know, maybe George addressing, you know, a conversation and having a conversation with former players. I'm not talking about myself. You know, former players, right. a, a group of guys that you really respect and want to hear from, sit down and talk to them as well because a lot of them in this area – uh, that, you know, just decide to make Chicago their home. And, and, and they should have done that as well. Uh, you know, and, and in this decision, 
to, to fire the general manager and the head coach wasn't made yesterday or, or the day before. You know, this is a decision that I'm sure they started looking at at the beginning of the season. If you know, if things start to go off the rails, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be forward thinking in the business if you want to try to survive and succeed. And you know, they probably should have started having conversations back then, uh, even last off season. You're know, looking at people and seeing who they thought was going to be the next guy, you know, the, the next general manager, the next uh, head coach, just in case you know things don't go well. Uh, because you know, certainly, if you look at the trends, you know, it wasn't going in the right direction. So, is there a front runner? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, you know, I've I've seen some of the names that have been oh, bandied about, and I and, and yeah, did Ditka, <laughs> Ditka, Coach yeah. Ditka. You know what? I, I, and you know, you guys asked a, a great question at the beginning. Uh, can uh, the organization handle you know a, a, a big personality? Uh, certainly, Mike was that way. You know, then again, we had Coach Alice here. Who was an even bigger personality right. when Mike was hired? Uh, but I, I think that, that probably, if, if they look at it in all honesty, that's probably one of the things that they've been afraid of. And if you're afraid of something and you're in that position, then maybe that's the thing you ought to try to address and, and go after. This is a uh, big personality town. Go out and get somebody. Exactly, and, and you know. But I, I think that the most important thing, the most important thing, is that the person that you hire, uh, number one. Uh, should probably come from your general manager. So the number one thing is to hire somebody you feel very comfortable with as your general manager, and, and not necessarily you feel comfortable because you know you, you, you like the, the you know the cut of his jib or whatever. <laughs> Find somebody that knows what they're doing, and that's where I think Bill Polian can be extremely helpful because you look at Bill's background. I mean, and it's it's uh, you know he's got a tremendous background. Of, I remember sitting down and having conversations with him going all the way back, uh, you know, to when we were here in Chicago with the Blitz. And, and Bill's one of those guys that is like an encyclopedia of the National Football League. And for those people that are saying, well, you know what, he's been out of the league for 10 years now, he knows what he's doing. Well, buddy, we got to live it there. I know. I know. If I talk to you for more than eight minutes, your fee goes way up. So, uh, Dan Jiggins, buddy, I appreciate you. We'll keep in touch. Okay. All right, man. Be good. All right, go Bears. Do what I like to do when I'm sitting in this uh, rental ray chair is I like to come up with segments that you can give to sales. We can sell. It's good for the community. We've got uh, Darely departed today, and I'm going to come up with another one called Getting Pooty with Ray and Judy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What do you you think are of that? so creative. What do you, do you think, think you maybe huh? heard that somewhere? Or <laughs> just come up with it on your own. What do you think of that? We Cody's... might have a jingle. <laughs> Cody's Public House, Barry Avenue. It's on uh, 1658 West Barry Avenue. It's opening up. It's going to be the uh, the new go-to place here in the city. And uh, we're going to talk about it right now. This is uh, Kyle Bagley. Kyle, I, uh, I asked you when I kind of said hi to you just a couple seconds ago. Who in the right mind opens up a restaurant or a bar given the climate we're in? So you got to feel confident in knowing what you're doing, and uh, and that this thing's ready to go. Well, uh, we hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what's what do I what do I need to know about uh, Cody's Public House? I know that you guys, uh, you know, the Red Door Tavern Group. I mean, we know about your uh, iconic, uh, you know, lo- locations: the Greystone, the the Rambler Kitchen, and by the way, I think it should be the Ramblin' Kitchen. Now, that would be, you know, I'll be in there. All I need is a small stipend every night and a ride home, and we'll be good. Uh, to... I, I can get the ride home. The <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not partaking in this. In beers. I'm not partaking in this dry January, buddy. I want to tell you that right now. But uh, <laughs> tell me about Cody's Nobody Public House. 
<laughs> uh, you know, something. It, it, it's been around since 1986, and we uh, um, it closed in 2019, and we reopened it uh, like a gaggle of idiots in um, December amid this COVID spike. But uh, you know, it's it's a traditional dive bar, and we want to keep it that way. You know what? Chicago is known for its its cool dive bars. I mean, you look at you look at what they did at uh, at Carol's. I mean, I'm sure you guys have that same iconic following of people that want to come in there. It's cool. Um, let me ask you this, not to go off too too deep in the woods about what the city is asking you to do and how they want you to kind of be the Gestapo when it comes to people and vaccinations and show us your card and everything else, but how do you get your employees who are, you know, I mean, you're, you're probably thin on employees anyway. It's hard to get people to show up and work, and now you're asking them to do this. How do you navigate that so you're not kind of ticking your customers off and, and you run as smooth and, and safe as you can? Well, you know, we, we kind of hope that uh, <laughs> everybody's on board with this. You know, it's, it's, it's good that we have guidance from the city so we don't have to be the bad guy. Um, you know, uh, I think it's important that people do get vaccinated. Um, we don't want to have to police people to get in there, but we got to do what we got to do. And uh, if that's what it takes to keep, you know, restaurants and bars open, then I'm 100% behind it. So you haven't had an issue with, you know, asking for uh, vaccination cards and that sort of thing? I mean, it's 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 difficult, you know. Um, we don't want to be too intrusive, but at the same time, we want to protect the people that are coming out and still coming out and supporting us. So, um, you know, it, it's nice that uh, we were kind of given a roadmap on how to go about this so we didn't have to develop our own policy, um, you know, and so far – you know, people are on board, man. People want to get back to as normal as we can. And if uh, this is the step we take, then uh, I think at least we are behind it. And so far, our guests have been really, really accommodating. And I would imagine since you're a dive bar, which, by the way, is my favorite kind of bar, that you have a lot of neighborhood people, right? The same people come. Yeah, you know, something that was really cool is like uh, while we were uh, performing the facelift, you know, the people just peeking in the windows and, you know, just inquiring about it. You know, the neighborhood was so behind us. It was, uh, it was really refreshing and man, they've been supporting us full force five. So we're really appreciative. If I'm going to come over there and, you know, I'm a, I'm a beer and a shot kind of guy, but if I want to do something fancy, if I want to, you know, show off for my girl, what, what is the go-to at Cody's public house? Old fashioned. Is... Yeah. Old fashioned. They'll make you seem sophisticated. There you go. Put a little bitters in there and then I go out and I eat too much. Cause that doesn't, doesn't, isn't that why it's a before dinner drink? Uh, I, I like it before, after, and during. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You sound like the kind of guy I can, I can hang out with. All right, it's Cody's Public you and House. I will be best friends. Oh, brother! <laughs> you know what they call this dry January, and so far I am failing. <laughs> Good. That's <a> good <laughs> <to fail> at. <laughs> oh, buddy! All right, it is the uh, Cody's Public House. It's on the uh, corner of Paulina and Barry. Here in town, buddy, it's good to make your acquaintance. We will uh, we'll stop in and see you. Oh yeah, and when I do, please have a back. please have a Reese's peanut butter shot ready for me. It's so good, you got to try oh, it. It sounds like it. Right out of his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dive bar. There's it's enough room for two or three in there. It's a. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture for the love of God. Oh, yeah, buddy, I I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop out to see you. It sounds like fun, man. It's the Red Door Tavern Group. Of course, they've a bunch of locations, but the one we're talking about is Cody's Public House. you find it, Polina and Barry. Buddy, it's good to make your acquaintance. A pleasure. Take All right. care, you guys. All right, be Thank well. Thank you.
Yeah, I don't know who I, came I, up with this uh, this dry January. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I I run a pretty clean life anyway. I will tell you, as listeners of this radio show know, I do like my Tito's. Uh, and and when you yeah, when go-to. you when you start off a, a a year with the you know the Betty White checking out, I have to have a cocktail. And then uh, you know John uh, uh, or, um, um, Bob Saget, Bob Saget I, I gotta have a cocktail. And then when the Bears lose, well, I gotta have a cocktail. Try January. I don't know who came up and with it. And then when the clock oh. strikes four, well, I got to have a cocktail. <laughs> you know what they say, man, from a Betty White to Betty Ford, I guess, is how you do it, right? You got to go. You got to go. It's a good way to go. Yeah, we're coming to your city. It's my guy, John Rich. See him on Fox all the time. Uh, 630-844-TEXTER. Thank you very much for your nice words. If you will, uh, put your name down here when you text in so Judy and I can say Hi. Sam Adams and a Jameson. Yeah. Sam Adams a little little heavy for me. It I'm, is, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not about the dark beer. I'm a, I'm a domestic light and cold and you know, throw a I jacket. I like the honey blend, the the lighter beers. Like a honey weiss? A honey weiss, because I do like the um up the uh you know higher alcohol content. I don't have to drink as much. And people are gonna get the wrong impression of us today. Oh That's yeah, okay, no, though. I hardly ever drink. I don't really care, to be honest with you. I wanna <laughs> you know, it could be there can be uh, you know, we'll take Tom. Tom Hush is the new producer here mm-hmm. on the Bruce St. James Hush. Show. We could take uh, we could take Michael Garay. We could take Miranda, you, Nick, myself. We can get the Honey Weiss, and we can sing like the Von Trops in like the Southern <laughs> Hills of of uh, yes. yeah, like you know. Now we're in the Kettle Moraine, and we're drinking Line and Kugel Honey Weiss, singing Honey Weiss. Am I singing Honey Weiss? Am we just, am we am need a mountain, or maybe just a mohill. We'll, we'll use a, a mohill we'll use Villa, We'll use a. a What's the ski hill up there? We're, oh, we're Norgies? No, no, no. Uh, Wilmot? Alpine Valley. We'll use Alpine, Alpine Valley. Valley. All right. Am I to believe, you know, Stephanie, she'll just be involved chastising us for acting ridiculous. <laughs> Am I to believe my morning show has been around <laughs> Alpine Valley wearing draperies and drinking honey vice? Yeah, you are. And the listeners are included because we I love I just them. watched that movie, so I am all over it. Isn't it the greatest? I would like to be the sister, the nun, the sister superior. Oh, sure. Oh, really? Why? She has a solo. Let's just, I'm just let's kidding. partake in this. Because I don't know. I think I could be a I good nun. I thought you were going to be Maria. Mm. You good nun. Maria, don't, you know, don't get Maria, um, she's a little skittish. What pair is you from? St. Hedwig. You remember, we were talking about this. Judy brought this up. Remember when, when if you were from Chicago... You you didn't you weren't from you know yeah. Bricktown or Newtown yeah. or you know I don't even know these towns. Although town. I, I lived in Bucktown, yeah. but you know what we called it? What back then? Mm. Chicago. Boom. Chicago. Boom. Yeah. Or where you from? St. Havoc's Parish. Hey, where bon. you from? What parish? Hey, bon. Are you doing? St. John's Parish for me, and then a lot of my friends St. Terribius. So mm-hmm. I should go to church more. Mm. Yeah, you just missed the big one. Oh, no, I called, went. It's called Christmas. I oh, went. oh, you go on the holidays. Yeah, a cheaster. Yeah. Oh. I'm a cheaster. You're a cheaster. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I I just don't go anymore. I kind of, I like church. Yeah, you don't have to go to church to have faith and be a good good no. Christian, a good person. I always feel good when I go to church. Yeah. You I... always walk out inspired. Always. We were, we were talking about that before we left for, for break, and I was telling, you know, I was I was talking on the air, and I uh, to Nick, and I said, you know, it's it's not... It's a, when you leave, it's what it's supposed to do. It gives you faith. Yes. See, the girl I date does that much better than me. Because mm. right now, I need some faith. Yeah. Bride-to-be rushes out to get COVID <laughs> by hugging men and sharing drinks in a nightclub. So she doesn't unexpectedly ruin her wedding in six, six weeks. So what she's trying to do is she's trying to get the Rona now. 
running wow. above schedule before uh, you know she worries about getting it when she's doing the nuptials. All right, someone needs to tell um, the bride to be that you can get it again. But even if you're vaxxed, super vaxxed, vaxxed, and vaxxed, and more vaxxed, yeah, and you're wearing your double mask, yep. two masks, three masks. I'm just masks? saying, you know, you better do it as close <laughs> as you can because you don't want to get it again. Three masks, four masks, five masks, six masks. And you know, you can laugh, but I went to a wedding last month. Uh-huh. <gasps> the bride had COVID. She had to call everyone. Oh, really? Well, oh, until she didn't, but they had to notify everyone who was at the uh, wedding. It's a cold. It's fine. fine. It probably was a cold, but she did test positive, yeah. and she's fine now, and everyone's fine, and I didn't get COVID, so I don't care. Good. Boom. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to and her. And I got to go to a wedding, and it was fabulous. In Norway, the uh, army is experiencing a little bit of trouble in Norway. I guess that the uh, the new recruits have to get underwear and undergarments from the old recruits because there's no new stuff to go around. So the people that are the new recruits, you I guess you got to use their underwear. I don't quite get that. I mean, for me, special underwear I that guess, shoot bullets or what? I guess they don't have one of those outlets like they do right up there in Kenosha, you know, for that the Haynes outlet or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, so so you know, and that's disgusting. Okay, what's disgusting is wouldn't you just bring your if I was even going to join the military, <laughs> I would probably come in my underclothes. <laughs> You're going to wear Bring your own. Maybe you have to wear standard issue stuff. I don't know. Well, That's the thing yeah. about the military. They want you to conform to conform, their form. That's right. why guys like me aren't in the military because of the you know the, the leading you know your general or your 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 sergeant <laughs> you tells you to do something. Yeah. I'm like, no, you do it. That's why they want the kids because they'll listen. <laughs> and what they're going to go? Are those fruit of the loom? You know, we only have what's another one? Yeah, Haynes. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's give you a little. Uh, I like to call it good in the hood. You call it uh, restoring faith in good humanity. In the hood. Well, this one's for Midnight and Gina. Oh, okay. Most millennial cat owners will be familiar with the phrase, if I fits, I sits. I have never said that in my life until right now. If I fits, (laughs) I sits. It's used to often caption delightful online images of cats attempting to squeeze into a box, drawer, bag, bowl, or any other container. I didn't know this. Apparently, they just love it. Maybe I did know that. But if no such such object were there, would cats still try to inhabit, say, inside a picture of a box drawn onto the floor? Guess what? <laughs> yeah. They would. Yeah. A researcher has found that in their unquenchable desire to sit in boxes, cats are susceptible to being fooled by optical illusions. The Kanzina contour illusion is an image that demonstrates how our visual system works, perceiving shapes from the empty space before noting those made from solid objects so essentially cat eyes are primed to detect enclosures so much so that they can find them only 2d it's safe to say they're box seeking missiles it's no wonder they're attracted to them see uh, what judy was referring to there is uh, midnight is the cat that uh, my girl gina has dubbed as her cat midnight Mm -hmm. it's a feral cat that she's trying to catch because she's worried that it's not eating enough and that it's very cold. She might need to go outside and chalk and draw a picture of a box on the driveway, and perhaps the cat will come and sit in it. Well, that's one thing. I, that's one thing we won't do. Maybe because put some food there too. Well, no, we put food out. Mm. Yeah, she puts food out, and uh, you know, lately we've had two bobcats and a coyote, which is okay. nice. Okay, stop yeah. the food. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know, bobcats—they're <laughs> kind of cute. I came home yesterday, and and she's she's on point. I mean, this woman keeps everything, you know, you know, in line. I come home yesterday. 
all the bedrooms are torn up. She's using our good comforters out in boxes to try to save these damn cats. And I'm like, okay, enough. Enough. Clean this well, up. Wait, when you walked in, was she like, oh, you're home? Wait, you know, and, 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 uh, and she's like, but it's midnight. I go, no, it's not midnight. It's three. Put the bedrooms back together. <laughs> Well, it's been it's been a ball, you all. It's uh, Ray Stevens in for uh, the Bruce St. James. I guess I'll come back tomorrow if you don't mind. All righty. Well, then I'll be back too. All right. That's uh, that's Judy Pie, and uh, on behalf of Michael Gray, Tom, our new producer Miranda, Nick Ale, appreciate you being here. Keep an eye on our social media. You can follow at Ramblin' Ray because we've got videos up you want to see and click on. It's not clickbait. Uh, I'm talking to Russ, my It fam- is clickbait, but do it anyway. Yeah, I'm talking today, uh, you'll see it on uh, on the uh, WLSAM uh, social medias, my dear Russ, that, uh, that I have up north. Okay, that's pretty yeah. hilarious. I can feed, feed yeah. Russ by Are hand. Are you the deer whisperer? I tell Russ, Russ, don't jump out in front of cars. Make good decisions. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow morning here on WLSAM 890. Okay,